coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. One of the one of the teams originally, like back in the fifties or whenever the franchises were started, one of them were in um, Long Island, New York. But um, I don't think the Giants ever were. Is Long Island even like New York? New York, anyway. It's not like yeah. Well, it's actually it's like the Brooklyn. state of New York. You can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I thought it was for fancy people. Was it Long Island? It, that, it's that like the, the it's like the are. sub. Yeah, it's like when you move out of the city. Um, to like a to like a house and like uh-huh. a, it's like one of like the leading suburbs one of the leading places that people move to when they leave the city that's cool made some money in your 20s whoop there's my phone oh, uh, yeah are they ready yeah made some money in or, the 20s got or 40s yeah. 40s yeah ollie you were showing off before that you've got a two camera setup that oh, you can switch swaggy. between and now you have no camera all oh, right do you want to show there we go the two cameras set up oh that. that's pro <laughs> shit that is we've got some whites and some fades some, and all oh that. dear can you do a can you do like a star uh like, i don't uh, have star white no oh, that's right oh, you need to upgrade to get the star okay, I've got a nice like... <laughs> do you guys have power did you guys ever have to make powerpoints oh yeah okay so that wasn't just an american thing that's why i was I'm wondering happy. about the star thing yeah, yeah, yeah. PowerPoint. <laughs> I did make a point for every PowerPoint presentation I made was to have as many visual effects on every slide as possible. <laughs> Just to distract from the fact that completely. you're completely. I mean, like you can even have it zoom, come in and terrible. then once it's there, it can move around yeah. and do this, then stop yeah. again. I do that as every well. Every word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And star wipe and star wipe. <laughs> a plus, right. plus, plus. I'm gonna go grab a uh, a glass. I'll be right back. No, no worries, man. Sorry, I was a little late, boys. It's all right. Oh, it's I had to good. go find uh, the laptop charger because Sammy had stolen it in his room because he has a USB-C phone. So I had to go fucking hunt that down. God, tell well, me more is... of this story. I'm so engrossed. Well, that's in the story, so you're lucky. <laughs> Fuck you. Jesus. Is he now going to come wandering into the back of the podcast? Oh, like, he's not here. Stones so no. looking for it. Oh, okay. No, I thought that would be the thing. Hey, Jazz, you see my shit? <laughs> Why does he sound like Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, I was talking about that too. Jazz, Jazz, have you seen my oh, Adrian? <laughs> it's what he calls his phone charger, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. boys. How's everybody doing? How are the holidays? Boxing Day. How was Boxing Day? Uh, well, Pretty I got good. COVID on Christmas Day, so it wasn't oh. so great for me. I got it the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> and i'm so still weird. hitting negatives all good oh, i had it i had it last week oh, how you feeling oh, finally I had, I had the covid they got after two years of running it finally caught me Damn. how you feeling with it good good it was um today's like my f- third day in a row where i felt like completely normal oh, i nice. probably had i probably had like 48 hours of like just feeling uncomfortable like um achy tired yep. and like um like i had a headache but you know that that was about it you know it wasn't too bad and it was literally just two days of feeling like that get chills and stuff but yeah but that's it 
better now. I had that I, for like three hours and I got, I got so frustrated that I couldn't do anything for the rest of my isolation time because I felt <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are they still, are they having you guys isolate for five days? Oh, no, 10. I was, 10. I was 10, yeah. Oh, you guys are 10. So, uh, they, they, they changed ours to five. Yeah, because wow. they had no science to back up 10 and they have to realize they need people at work, so they'll make it five. Yeah. <laughs> I see some stories about your man, Boris. Uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's on the way out, man. He's going. Oh. <laughs> Hanging out, last legs. not listening to uh, to COVID restrictions and having a party. And, and saying, oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I was there. There's an investigation going on. Once the investigation's going on, mm-hmm. I'll find out if I attended or not. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are you, you talking about? And then, yeah. you, and then you eventually apologize. <laughs> and that was just an admission of guilt. It's like, why are you apologizing if you didn't do anything wrong? But yeah, he never right. said he did something wrong. He said we didn't get it right. He never said we did something wrong. Yeah. There's been a lot of things you didn't get right, mate. I mean, between between it, Boris and, and your guy Prince Andrew, it's it's a little interesting over there. It's right not now. great, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a rough. Uh... One is rough start way to worse than the other. Let's put it that way. One is yes, way that's very worse. True. Yes, that's, Putting yeah. those two together in that bracket is a little kind of yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't get so high and mighty though. Trump's coming back in a couple of years. <laughs> Big yeah, T. Man. If you think that guy yeah. is done, then uh, Trump twenty twenty four. Yeah. yeah. I know. No, Make America uh, great again, again, <laughs> again, and again, and again. Uh, no, he uh, he's definitely ramping up. I oh, I don't yeah. know if he's gonna win though. No, I, I think Man, uh, like I think anyone against Biden right now wins. That's the trouble. Yeah, that's well, yes, but I don't even know if he'll be the um, Republican, Republican representative. He's not, just yeah. he's pissed too many people off, and yeah. now they're like, um, there's like messages and emails and phone calls um, when like the January sixth um insurgents thing where they went to the insurrection where they went to the capitol all those mm-hmm. people stormed the capitol there's a bunch of of, of text messages and e- voicemails and emails coming out now saying about how everybody around him who was with him in the Oval office he was just sitting there watching it happen and everybody was like tell him like you have to make this stop you have to make this stop his daughter his his daughter called multiple times his son was texting and calling deaf all the representatives around him were like hey you need to make you need to say something this has to stop it's gotten out of hand it's gotten out of hand and he just let it go so there you know he's just made too many enemies yeah um but it is going to be so. interesting i do miss the press conferences <laughs> that, it was, everybody that was pure, everybody pure is finding comedy. that it's just a bit more boring without trump in charge you know yeah. Yeah. everybody likes that sensationalism a little bit too oh, much oh yeah well you know that mm-hmm. you know that all the uh news corporations miss him for sure oh yeah news especially I mean, cnn even, even like all the like cnn yeah and fox the the super left woke people kind of miss him because it was just such an easy figure to point everything at and laugh at yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you kind of yeah. felt even more kind of justified and right you felt yeah i mean it's, yeah. <laughs> we could go down that path <laughs> for a podcast for a while to yeah. be honest that look i'm just saying it's like the patriots first three and four years that they had you know they won one they had a year off and then they went back to back two more <laughs> And that's what Trump's doing. <laughs> he's had a year off, he's just gonna build some more pieces just around his team, and then, and then he's, he's building, building that second <laughs> dynasty. Yeah, the dynasty comes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's does that mean that Ivanka comes to president Brady afterwards? Ivanka, like could you imagine? 
Yeah. Well, well, she's the first female president of the United States. The, um, Mac, yeah. the Mac Jones of politics, you know, taking over, being the next <laughs> one in line to continue the dynasty on. Pretty basic uh, model, doesn't really have that much experience, but looks okay out yeah. there initially. So. Well, I didn't work for the yeah. Clintons, so we'll see. Yeah, no. that's true. Well, that was, there were some other things going on with that as well. Yeah. Yeah, well. some stuff in the oval. <laughs> I've also been hearing, uh, side note, I've also been hearing that um, Michelle Obama might run. I think she'd cakewalk that. Yeah, me too. To be yeah. honest. Me too. I still like the Bill Burr aspect of it, where it's yeah, like, I, just because yeah. you're She's a doctor's a wife doesn't mean you can do surgery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Well, like Michelle Obama, yeah. like no, her no, just political joking. experience is yeah. being the wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how was Boxing Day? I, uh, my, uh, my English friend out here uh, gave us a, a synopsis on how Boxing Day started and how people go harder on Boxing Day than, than they do on Christmas Eve or Christmas. And Ooh. it's like a party oh. day. Is that not true? No, no not not for no. me. No. Where does he no. live? He He's from Wales. He lived in London for quite some time. He served at, he served at Buckingham Palace for like five, six years. Oh, wow. So, uh, uh, maybe that is a Welshy thing, because my friend okay. was supposed to be going out on Boxing Day, actually, in uh-huh. Neath, near where I live. But that's not a... I don't think we do that in England. We never did that. Yeah. It's different we, in different parts of the country. We used to go out on Christmas yeah. Eve a lot, which was really bad. Christmas Eve was then you were super hungover for Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my mum getting really unhappy with me and my sister because we didn't get out of bed until like 11 o'clock one year. <laughs> was that the year? That I, did, I do that like every Christmas, hangover like a or bottle not. of whiskey. Yeah, drank yeah. a bottle of whiskey and got in a fight. <laughs> that, that might be the same night, Ollie, when... Our friend Ash tried to bring a girl back. Oh, that's to so good. He took house a girl back when he was to living his with his mum. Mum and dad's place on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and his mum, his mum opens the door and she goes, Shane, she goes, Not tonight, Ash. And then and then the girl, the girl just has to leave. He just says, he just says, Oh, sorry, bye. Bye. <laughs> and she has to go on a merry way. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. oh, Christmas Eve, where's her Christmas spirit? <laughs> the mom? Absolutely. Yeah, the mom. Yeah. This is my Christmas present. Yeah. Oh, fuck your PlayStation. Yeah. Give me this. Santa Claus shouldn't be the only one coming in town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had to be said. Yeah. It's, no. a bit, it's different yeah. parts of the country, different things. Like in the north, especially the northeast, New Year's Eve is a nothing day but New Year's Day is huge. So you don't uh-huh. do anything for New Year's Eve and you go out at nine o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day and yeah. you just drink until you can't stand. That's it's madness. So it's, that's what I think too, because at least <laughs> yeah. at least everyone's usually off on New Year's Day. Yeah. The day after, right. usually back at work. Oh, okay. So okay. those crazy fuckers don't do anything on uh, the really second quiet. of Jan, right? Oh, no, Which, yeah. Okay. It's, it's just hangover day. Cool. I think it's customary for Americans uh, to be more or less drunk from Thanksgiving all the way and, through t- un- until New Year's Eve <laughs> or until <laughs> New Year's Day. <laughs> I like Definitely that. during the holidays. I had to take I had to take a break before before New Year's Eve because we had family that came in town and stuff. And so I, we literally drank from like the 20th to like the 28th. Wow. And then I was like, okay, this is this is just way too much. Just way too much. <laughs> Do the tequila stores get completely drained? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 after, after day four, I went back. <laughs> I went back to the store. <laughs> you like, it's me again. They're like, yeah, yeah. we know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And I, fr- I framed it as, well, on Christmas Day, I just want to make sure that, you know, that we don't have to, because all the liquor stores are closed on Christmas Day. So I was like, well, on Christmas Day, we just want to make sure that we have enough for everybody. Yeah. You know? yeah. 62 cases, please. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about me, it's about everybody. Uh, well, you uh, just do the, oh, I'm giving these bottles as Christmas presents or stuff like that. Like some unexpected visitors have turned up, so I'm giving these out. You know, there's loads of way to, you know, talk your way out of actually saying yeah. you're just boozing all the time. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's social drinking. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good host, you know, for all my family that's in town. Yeah, you can't get hungry or go thirsty. Those are the two most important parts of being a host. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. And you help them lose weight by giving them tequila. It's good. No hangovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't step on the scale until like January 15th. <laughs> so I still got two more days <laughs> to try it. To try it works. COVID got in the way, so I could work out for a few days. But then I got it in yesterday. Felt like rubbish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I almost but, passed uh, out in the gym when I when I went back after COVID. It's nothing yeah. works. And I am not an athlete like you so <laughs> you can imagine how bad that was <laughs> but you know you know it's, it's it's give or take not being an athlete being an athlete whatever you want to call it because like uh when i was in shape like i was never winded so if you've if you've experienced that level of not being winded yeah, and being true. able to run around for like weeks on end and now you can't even get up the stairs without take without <laughs> taking a pause. <laughs> like yeah. you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a, how the mighty have fallen. It's a more it's a more crushing blow. It when once it, you know when you know how good you could be. Yeah, well, when I get when I walk up the stairs and I'm feeling a bit gassed, I'm just like, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. It's fine. <laughs> you'll get it you'll get it tomorrow champ <laughs> it's all good. there's always there's always tomorrow <laughs> so I how's uh, how's college football being then so you it was a uh it was i thought it was a pretty good um the bowl not all the bowl games were were that exciting and you know my ties are to the pac-12 um not only commentating but i played for university of california which is part of the pac-12 and six teams got from the pac-12 got invited to bowl games which is good um is that more than last year that is more than last year last but last year was strange because we had a shortened season Uh so there's only like two teams i think that play that even played enough games to qualify for a bowl game okay right how does it compare to like 2019 and stuff like going back uh, a bit further than yeah we're good. all yeah usually the pack 12 sits around um six teams okay so about about 50 percent um of the teams typically on average i would say some some years are more than others but you know uh so out of the six teams ucla's game got canceled the morning of because of covid Ugh, and rough and the, so the other teams were oregon state oregon um utah who was in the rose bowl arizona state and the last one is Washington State. So right. those five teams played, and they all lost. Hey! Every last one of them lost. Damn. Yeah, Oregon lost to Oklahoma, though. I mean, you know, that's a tough right. team to go out and play. Yeah, it, it's not that they lost for me for Oregon. It's how they lost. and It was just like outside, like Utah played well, and Utah could have if 
I think if if their quarterback doesn't get hurt, they would have beat Ohio State. Um, plus, Ohio State was missing some guys that are going into the draft. But, uh, yeah, the wheels fell off for Utah in the fourth quarter. All the other teams, they just – they look terrible, you know, and it's just – and that's, like, one of the biggest issues in my mind with, with the Pac-12 at the end of seasons is that, you know, when the nation, when, when everyone's watching, mm. we're just not showing up at all, yeah. you know. Um, but as far as the playoffs, as far as the playoffs were concerned, you know, um, I'm happy Georgia won. I think that's great for college football mm-hmm. yeah. that Georgia finally got over the hump and beat Alabama. Um, that was exciting. That's not, a, I mean, the best Bama side we've seen though in the last few years. Either. It was a great, great game. That and the Rose Bowl were two that I actually watched in full this year. Um, mm-hmm. The Rose Bowl was like Utah. Utah was the underdog that peaked just way too early. You know, you yeah. get you get ahead early on and you're like, oh, we got this, we got this, we can do this. And then you just yeah. see Ohio State coming back into it and you're like, oh, no, they've got, <laughs> yeah. they've got the wheels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could you could sense it coming, but you're like, please, time run out before, before <laughs> yeah. it actually reaches. <laughs> and especially when they're just going back and forth, back and forth as well in the middle of that game. It's like, no, if it gets into that, you just feel maybe Utah don't have that kind of, big game mm. intense experience compared to a an Ohio State or somebody like that in that kind of moment to hold nerve in it but Georgia yeah. Georgia were pretty damn good I mean in shutting mm-hmm. down Bama in the red zone in that championship game three times Bama get into the 20 yard line inside the red zone and three times they come away with field goals that's not yeah. that's not championship game Bama <laughs> at all that's not a Nick Saban team that's a right. Bill O'Brien team, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, Georgia did a good job of, of correcting their mistakes because their defense is talented as heck. Um, they just played terrible against them the first time in the SEC championship game. But Georgia's defense was ranked number one in, like, in all categories all oh, season wow. long um up until that sec championship game so they had talent and i knew they'd get back there i figured that this game that the championship game was going to be closer i still had i still thought alabama was going to win um but uh gotta give it to them man that was that was was a good game and um georgia scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter all three touchdowns were scored by freshmen wow which is uh which is impressive yeah is he um i just uh so Kirby Smart, who's the head coach, is he a possible NFL guy? Do you think? No. No. Why is that? Because no. uh, of Urban uh, Meyer. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think he hasn't done enough yet in in my mind. Now I could be wrong. These NFL teams clearly don't know how to hire head coaches. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm thinking about getting back. Maybe I'll be a head coach in three years. No. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't see it yet. Um, okay. That that and you know I don't know how much experience Kirby Smart has in the NFL level as like an assistant. I don't know if any. I'm not sure. Like he he could, um, but that transition is not. I mean that that transition is is not as easy, not easy no. obviously, but that transition is not Definitely as not. um doable. It, you you can't like it takes longer than like a couple years for a college coach who's coached and head coached primarily in college to then you know change their change 
their coaching style completely. Mm-hmm. Um, Not kick their own players. Into the, yeah, into the yeah, <laughs> exact into the NFL. I mean, because in college, you know, if you're a good head coach, they're going to give you two, three, three years probably to, to get your stuff together, get your recruits in, let yep. them get through the system, yada yada yada. Find your quarterback. In the NFL, one year. <laughs> one one and a half if you're lucky you know yeah. um i mean and even good coaches in the nfl are getting like brian flores has no business getting fired oh yeah well that segues us into nicely i know we wanted to talk about some of the coaches so, yeah let's do it so i mean what were your thoughts when you saw that one come in because uh, everybody i've talked to including you know jazz and Ollie, we all thought that was crazy uh, it's it's insane yeah. um it, it makes it makes absolutely no sense they you know, it's not like when Brian Flores came in three years ago to Miami, he was inheriting like a job that many people wanted. Yeah. Right. Like the, the whole team was in disarray. The organization was in disarray. Um, and in, in three years time, granted, they did, they missed the playoffs, but they're in one of the toughest divisions in NFL. They met, they put a run together. They were one in seven rattled off. I don't know how eight wins in a row, Mm -hmm. seven, eight wins in a row ended the season above 500 with a, with a quarterback who in my mind is decent. He's not great. An offensive line. That's not good. Defense stepped up and played better than they should have. The run game showed like everything's trending the right way. That's not the time, especially in Miami as if like, if they, if they had a a solid head coach that they knew was going to come in and replace it, replace brian flores then that's one thing i don't know many coaches that want the miami job well not now not not that the gm has just signaled that i mean it's probably a power struggle right like all the stuff i've been hearing and like reading between the lines like there's no reason that he should get fired as a coach well they flat out said that if chris greer wants to back to uh to didn't get on with flores and flores didn't there's some bad blood at all so it's kind of a situation where well, what do you do? Do you replace two elements or do you maybe replace one? Well, and I think I think Chris Greer was really powerful in that. He is really powerful in that organization because he's been there as a scout for like 10 years or something. I think he was with the Patriots as a scout as well. And then he, he's been the general manager for like five years. So okay. I think he's got a lot. He, he first went there in 2000 as, okay. a, as a scout. So he's been around for ages. Okay. Um, not during a very successful time for that team, but um, I suppose he's only been the general manager for five of those years. But okay. like, I think he's got, I think he's got so much power there with the owners that he just, what he say says goes, but it, like you said, that that feeds into like for next year, it's like, if you're a top candidate in the NFL for a head coaching position, why would you go to a team where you're like, well, they just got rid of a perfectly good coach. Like when are they going to get rid of me? Yeah, exactly. And what are you inheriting? Like you still yeah. need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you 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 still need you still need an offensive line. Um maybe I, they, I thought maybe they think Tua is though still a guy that can be a future in Miami quarterback. I mean I maybe, but that's but, <laughs> if they but think Flores that, is that's, surely that's the problem. <laughs> surely Flores is a better head coach than Tua is a quarterback, right? Like eight wins would suggest that in nine games to finish the season so. and two winning yeah. seasons. Yeah. Beat the Patriots twice. But you know what? Like, Those two winning seasons know. were when 
Tua stepped into the building. So, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, what was, what was, yeah, that's a good question. What was Miami's <laughs> record last year? Does anybody, do you have it pulled up, Ollie? Is it the uh, same? Get it? It. Yeah, I can get it. Just give me a second. It might be exact. Oh, it can't be the same because 16 games, but it was like, was it yeah, nine it was, wins as well? It was pretty similar. I think it was back to back nine win seasons that they've had. Yeah. Hey, Jazz. As if, as Sorry if for nine the, win the seasons. Just, as if nine win seasons. Cool. Yeah, I get oh, no, that, get that six. wireless. 10 and 6 last year. Ten wins. Oh, they were ten and six. Yeah, harsh. I mean, ten and six, and then you and then you go nine and eight, and you and you lose your job. You beat the Patriots twice in the year. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, it, that would be one thing if you're in the AFC South, or that'd be one thing if you're in like the, like, I don't know, the AFC, even the even the AFC North or the NFC North, right? You would you would be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, like it's just. Has the rise of the Bills caught a problem though? Because you know the in theory there was a power vacuum suddenly created when the Patriots dropped off last year, um, and everybody saw Buffalo step into that, and people in Miami would have been like, "Why have we not got into a position to take that number one spot in the division when the Patriots dropped away? Why is it Buffalo have been able to build this and?" Yeah, but it to took them. It took them years to do that with McDermott. You don't just suddenly like. Yeah, yeah but remember, turn into sport is like fickle idiots. So, <laughs> oh really? That an eagle fan is yeah, telling yeah. me about fickle idiots. Okay, well, <laughs> hey, cool. Jalen Hurts is going to win that game against Tampa Bay, <laughs> yeah. and I'm getting that jersey, oh, and he is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I always said so I was just. Always believed in it. I was just testing him. By you know giving him so much crap this year about how he can't throw and all that stuff, that was that just a why test. You and he's all those, to those it. death threats at him. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're burner accounts. They don't matter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't find the letters I sent, so it's all good. Speaking of burner accounts and, and threat and threatening messages, did you guys see all the um, when the Rams lost to the Niners and that kept the Saints from getting into the playoffs? So, Which so Matthew Stafford, yeah, Matt Stafford doesn't have an Instagram account, but his wife does. So all these, so after oh. the Rams lost, all these Saint fans were just mess- sending her all types of videos and messages saying like oh. how bad her, how bad Matt Stafford sucks and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, as if it's his <laughs> fault that your team didn't make the playoffs. Like, just win, uh, just win like more one games. more game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Win, the Saints win more. had no right to be there. Anyway. Saints fans no. are not known for being classy in my eyes. So <laughs> yeah, like, but, shots fired. But also, yeah, I don't but like also it. the same thing. I'd rather, I'd rather see the Niners in the playoffs and the Saints yeah. who mm-hmm. haven't had had a everybody, quarterback. everybody feels that way, yeah. No, the Cowboys yeah. don't feel that way because they know they're going to lose this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, they don't. I mean, yeah, they don't I... even have really a quarterback in New Orleans. Let's be honest. I mean, no. Are we really no. saying that Jameis Winston is the guy to take over the mantle? It feels like a stopgap. I mean, you know, I th- I think they would have. Yeah, they they probably would have made the playoffs had he not gotten hurt. Yeah, that's true. I think that's I think that's yeah. true. Yeah, sure. I do not think Taysom Hill is the answer at no. quarterback. No, I think they paid, paid him way, too, way much. too. Oh my yeah. goodness gracious, yeah. that was unbelievable. Yeah, his agent is amazing. Whoever his yeah. agent is, you need to just pile into that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got yeah, so, he's got Sean Payton wrapped around the finger a bit. Taysom Hill's, Hill as well, because yeah. Payton likes 
putting him in these crazy different roles and stuff. So Taysom just, <laughs> yeah, I'll just be your little boy. Don't worry about it. I'll do whatever you need me to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, Daddy, can I have some pocket money? <laughs> I want it now. Uh, <laughs> it, it does feel a bit like they're not they're keeping hold of him in pain so much because maybe they're scared that if they let him go, he'll go and kind of do really well another team. But it's clear he hasn't got the talent to do so. Yeah, that yeah. Let him go do well on another team. Yeah. Then. <laughs> go and go That's, and be. You know, I mean, the answer. Canadian Football League might be calling. That's what might happen. Yeah. Well, he'd be yeah. like a utility player. Like, I mean, he'd like be he a is now. Crap yeah. he'd, be, he'd be the same thing Cordero he is Patson. now. You know, it it it, it behooves Taysom Hill to stay in New Orleans more than New Orleans needed to pay to keep him there because yeah. it mm. takes a certain offensive mind to be able to figure out ways to use Taysom Hill. Mm. There's only so many of those in the league. You know, yeah. he, he can't just go anywhere and just, well, that, I think effective. that's what Sean, Sean Payton was just like creating little mind puzzles for himself. Like how yeah. can I like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's probably like Bill, Belichick and stuff, just trying to make things hard for themselves. Well, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. yeah, I'll take this rookie quarterback and I'll, <laughs> I'll go get rid of Andrew Hopkins. Yeah. 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 Just um, challenges. They've had so much success. They're like, ah, it's getting boring. Yeah. Going back to the Flores thing as well. Yeah. What is it with this Bill Belichick coaching tree? Because it he was, but he was, but he should not have been fired. And no, he's been probably the best one of the lot so far. But it doesn't yeah. work out whatever happens now even if flores has been fired unfairly because of the record there's still obviously a communication and being able to work with some key people in the organization problem which isn't great yeah. that's not good yeah, and yeah. It, he, and it he smells, could have managed it better right that yeah. smells really belichicky you know what i mean i know everybody <laughs> says he's like a really nice <laughs> guy but it is belichick my way or you know the highway kind of thing in new england to some extent <clears throat> and do you think maybe coaches in that coaching tree come in with that attitude almost trying to replicate what they've seen Bill do in New England and try and be their own man? Or is there a case of maybe harking back too much about like, well, in New England, we did it like this and nobody really wants to hear a coach come in and say, the other franchise, we did it like this all the time. Why hire them then? Why hire them? Like if you know know that they've kind of gone through the Belichick school of football coaching, that's kind of, you're going to get a bit of that, right? No, but I always always read that like, and Shane, you'll be able to attest to this far more than anybody else, that athletes tend to not like it when some guy comes in who's had success somewhere else and then starts saying, we need to be like this because that's how I did it in that place where I had success. And t- players on that team don't like hearing that because it's like, well, we're not those players. We're different. Some things may not work. Some things may. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, you don't come into a place and say, this is how... This is how we did it here and and harp on, yeah. you know, other organizations and other players, because uh, typically that's never in a sense. You never you, a coach would never say that if that coach would never say that if the new place that he was at was doing better than the old place. Yeah. yeah. Like it's never like you guys are so much better than where I came from. It's always like when I came from, this is why we were good hmm. and. I'm here because we're not that we're not as good as that. So that's definitely not a good way to, to come in, you know, yeah. as far as like, why the, why the uh, coaches don't really do well moving on. I don't know, you know, um, cause somebody else asked me that and I actually have radio. And I think that's I, maybe it was a radio topic or something like that. And we talked about it, but um, you know, I'm curious. The only thing that I could think of and um, I can say it here is that, 
I, I'm curious how much uh, those coaches, the structure that was set up, like I'm not saying Bill was holding their hand by any means, shape or form, but I'm curious if the support that they got while in the New England building um, and then you leave that support, you leave that efficiency, you leave that well-oiled run machine, um, and now you're on your own and you have to try and recreate what you're used to, what you know, which is a well-oiled machine that's been running the same way for 20-odd, you know, over two decades. Um, and now you have to try and recreate that from the, from, from the ground floor, Um I think that that I think that that's extremely challenging because um, and it's I mean, Brian Flores did the best out of all of them, you yeah. know, in my opinion, um, that have left. It's just, it's very interesting because, you know, the, those coaches be you, you, you stay a couple years with Bill Belichick, you'll be more knowledgeable than 70 percent of the coaches, in my opinion, in the league. You'll understand how to prepare. You'll understand how to do things the right way. You understand how to get your players prepared. You understand how to get yourself. You understand what it takes because you've seen you've seen it happen so many times. Um, but I think sometimes you get into a like when I left New England, I went to New York. There was a, you know it's it's different obviously, um, just the way the organizations run. But with Tom Coughlin, it was a little similar to where like there was responsibility placed on each player and you knew it was expected of you every day when you walked in, in the door, once we lost Coughlin and, you know, things were not as, I don't want to say strict or um, it was just, it was more free. It was more players were able to like kind of do and float around like as they wished and lost that structure. And, and you, when you lose that structure, you lose the routine, you, or if you change the routine, um, you know, we're all creatures of habit. And when your habits on the field don't match your habits off the field, or if, you know, the habits are just not good habits, you know, it, it's like a, it's like a small, it's like a small hole in a balloon and it's not going to deflate right away, but over time, mm. you're just going to lose it. It's yeah. um, a great I, analogy. Yeah. And I'm just curious how much dependence, how much dependency was on coach Belichick while those, while the assistant coaches were there. Like, I, I, I wouldn't know because I'm not in the, the coaches' meetings and stuff like that, but I'm curious. What I, what I do respect, though, I will say, though, is that Bill Belichick is putting his, his assistant coaches in, in places to become head coaches. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's commendable. Um, he, he's, he's pushing guys to, to get shots that, honestly, I never thought Joe Judge would be a head coach in the NFL in the first place. When I was there with him, well, he ain't you know, now. yeah, especially that, yeah, <laughs> true. You go. Especially, especially that fast, you know, I, yeah. you know, but they're getting chances. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, I think nine people who've worked under Belichick who have had spells as head coaches in the NFL. I mean, uh, even Nick Saban is one of them who worked under, under Belichick with the Browns, but yeah, it's, um, it's just it's just insane to have that many people come out of that coaching tree. Yeah. Out of who is considered the best NFL coach in this modern era, maybe of all time. You know, yeah. you could argue that they should change the Lombardi name to the Belichick. It just doesn't have that same panache, I don't think, when you say. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. it should but be the Brady because he's got the most of them. 
That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but then he has all of them. If it's the Brady, he literally then has all of them. Please don't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah. It's, so nine of his personnel have gone out there, and Brian Flores or or Bill O'Brien are the the best two, and they're not. Yeah, it's not it'd be grandiose. interesting to see if Josh McDaniels does move finally, um, and he, you know there'll be rumours this off season about him again, like. If he does, tough, move, though, with him, though, if he it? doesn't succeed, then maybe there is something to, you know. But he didn't in Denver. In Denver, he didn't there. do very well, and then of course he backed out on the Colts at the eleventh hour. Remember? Yeah. So I mean, it's not like he's got Which a good track so record savage. before he gets hired. Poor Colts, yeah. sneaky yeah. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, again with the Belichick then, because if you're underneath him, like you're saying, Shane, the buck stops with him. So there's always someone above you that can. <laughs> cover for you or take responsibility so if you'd make a mistake it's not quite as obvious or or but, if you make a mistake he can correct the mistake before game day yeah, yeah there's that too of course you yeah. know if, if you don't have somebody of that caliber and a lot of times if you're the head coach there's a pecking order right if i'm yeah. if i'm assistant to the running backs i see something that probably won't work in a game it's not my job to speak up and tell the head coach that we're not, we shouldn't run this play or that the offensive coordinator doesn't know what he's doing you know that's yeah you know, that's, that's how you get how fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's is, not, yeah. That's just not how Belichick it works out. Putting people around him in those coaching positions that make him a better head coach. Because you have to keep correcting but things. As opposed, yeah, as in, well, not in that sense, but he's got the minds of kind of people that might bring something different to make his head coaching headspace change slightly or kind of stay mm-hmm. up to date with the modern game and stuff. And that works perfectly for him. But his method of being a head coach doesn't translate the other way and it's just like the, the hive the mind but you come off the hive yeah. mind and you, yeah you, you know, lose the connection just a borg roaming around on its own yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's a star trek reference that's how cool i am yeah this is a not oh, great not i missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right what not what a great about, moment for us there, that quickly okay what about fangio but, but, but before in... we do that the thing with flores okay. i've heard with flores <laughs> is that the reason why I got fired was less to do with the team's performance, but more to do with him disagreeing with the GM and Stephen Ross and him saying he didn't want Tua in the first place. He wanted Justin Herbert. And so he's been stuck with a quarterback he's not wanted. Yeah, that's what we were saying when you got cut off, Jazz. Oh, sorry. It, just, it seems like a power struggle. Yeah. Um, so and the same, but then Bill O'Brien was doing well as a, as a head coach. But then as soon as he started to take over the GM powers and having control of the team, that's when it completely unraveled. And that wasn't yeah. just a small holding the balloon that was someone taking a shotgun to the balloon and shooting the balloon into a thousand pieces but like i think i think with i mean it might all work out we're kind of seeing it as fans like you know what the hell are they doing but i think that flores is going to have the last laugh because he's suddenly the top candidate for all these other jobs that have opened up yeah absolutely including the denver job which kind of leads me on to that yeah um but like so i don't think he's i don't know like depends what happens going forward but they need I don't a know if he's going to be super sad about it. I think he's yeah. going to get a good job job offer in the next couple of weeks, probably. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because like, it's weird. You get fired, and in if you're Brian Flores, you get fired from Miami, a team that you spent three years with and had I would had success, um, and then you're going to go to a team that's probably have a better that probably has a better roster <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like he's gonna get fired this is definitely gonna look bad in miami but then my point i'm saying is like we always used to say it i, I still believe it there are certain organizations that will never win a super bowl oh yeah 
they just won't. They just will never win a Super Bowl in this modern era. Look at ever. the realization on Dave's face that one of those <laughs> 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 they, they just they won't be, and it's because of decisions like that, mm. you know, it, and it's decisions of the fact that the GM, if this is true, the fact that the GM thinks that Tua is the answer is that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the problem. My brother, um, he does a he does a, a Sunday morning um, NFL show on CBS, and so and he brought this up when I was I was watching him this uh, this past Sunday, and it's something that me and him always joke about and talk about. But he always but he brought it up on air. And, it's, and it, I was, I thought it was absolutely hilarious because I'm like, this is exactly, this is from our playbook. He goes, um, you know, we, we look at, we look at Tua Tovailoa, uh, we look at Trevor Lawrence and we say the reason why Trevor Lawrence isn't succeeding as well as he should this year is because he's more of an RPO quarterback and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, who, who scouted him? Yeah. Who's, shouldn't we have known that? Shouldn't mm-hmm. you have known that before you drafted him? Okay, Tua, uh, he, he doesn't really do this well. Um, so he has to, he doesn't really fit in this type of a scheme. So we have to change the scheme to who scouted this man? Yeah. Why are we drafting him? Yeah. So I don't think the issue is ever, in my opinion, I don't look at the player first because the player, are gonna, they're going to be who they are. Yeah. Unless it's like unless it's like a Carson Wentz situation where you started out your 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 career unbelievably and then you've fallen off. But yeah. but like, yeah, <laughs> but like you are who you are. It's not your job to be a different player. It's the it's the scouts. It's the GMs. It's the coaches. It's everybody in the upper management. It's their mm-hmm. job to draft the right player. Yep. And if you're going to sit here and draft Tua and expect him to be what he's not, that's on you. That's not on Tua. And that's not a situation to where you can like sit back and hope and pray that his potential finally rises to the top. No, Tua is a quarterback where you have to have a strong running game and you have to have a strong defense to have his back. That's how he plays this best. That's why he was so good at Alabama. They ran the ball down people's throats and they stopped people on defense and they gave him chances and opportunities. And he didn't really make many mistakes. But mm-hmm. he did. He wasn't really throwing the ball forty times a game either. But if so, he was, he was throwing. That, the, the that sounds like you just round wide receivers. Exactly, yeah. and like, that sounds. It sounds like you just summed up Mac Jones a little bit there, Shane. Like right. everything you said applies to Mac Jones's success Absolutely. as much as two has struggled. Mm-hmm. Like, well, exact, it's Cliff exactly. Kingsbury and the Arizona point. Cardinals. Like we have a guy that we know has a system that works for a quarterback like Kyler Murray. So it made yeah. sense for them to pair those two together. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if and if Flores said he'd rather have Herbert, uh, everybody was saying Herbert was a better quarterback technically going yeah. into the draft than Tua. And Tua had his hip thing that, yes. that, that he, he was coming off of his hip surgery. Yeah, Nobody yeah. knew how he how well he was going to move around. Nobody knew the, the side effects of, of that surgery and, and the lasting effects of that. Meanwhile, you got Justin Herbert who throws 60-yard fucking bullets – you yeah. know, and had and was for three years at Oregon um, in a pro style system. I, I just I don't get it doesn't make any doesn't sense. make sense. It's that, not that, that hard that Tua move was done so early because we we spoke to Lee, Lee Steinberg to his agent at the Super Bowl before the that draft. And that's months in advance. And he said 
to us on air, he's going five. He is going five. Five was the Dolphins pick. He was like, he's going five. That's where it's going to be. So they yeah. knew already to his camp pretty much that that was where it was going to be. Up. So yeah. they've made their decisions so early on this kid. You know, only a, yeah. a, a month or so removed from bowl games before right. real evaluations taken place. It's it's wild to think that you there's no thought or kind of, oh, maybe actually we've looked at the tape, we've looked at this, or we've, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that just, um, so I was, we're trying to lead on talking about Fangio. You know, you're in Colorado. I don't know what the, like, Broncos kind of fans of, like, their reaction has been to it. But I'm just looking back at, we're talking about court, bad quarterback decisions. You know, since Peyton Manning left in 2015, there's been Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon again, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Flacco, Paxton Drew Locke. <laughs> Brandon Allen, Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Rippian. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? Yeah. Philip, <laughs> Philip Lindsay? He must have thrown a pass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and then Drew Locke again. So, like, I mean, <laughs> that's five years, six years yeah. of, like, bad quarterback decisions yeah. in one uh, team, you know. And some first-round yeah. picks on those, too. Yeah. Like, you talk about yeah. a team, like, you know, they've won loads of Super Bowls, the Broncos, so you can't say that they're not a successful organisation, but, like, they don't look like it now. Like they no. look like, uh, yeah, like a dolphin. They've won three with Falcons Mike Shanahan and John Elway, been. and then Peyton Manning, yeah. who was the who was the entire team at that point. <clears throat> well, had been the entire team up to that point, and then had that killer defense with Demarcus Ware and Von Miller. Yeah, but if, and, yeah. and you know what's crazy about that year? That was Super Bowl Fifty. Um, that Peyton Manning was not a good quarterback that year. Nope, no. No. he got it. He worst. got him it. Uh, yeah. QB ratings of any quarterback to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, year. yeah. Right, right. So he looked like Big Ben does now, to be honest. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> with a glove on, with yes. a stick, with a <laughs> yeah. big glove, a big glove. Yeah. Um, and then, so they won a Super Bowl with defense and a run game, right? Yeah. That was their MO. They played tough defense, they created turnovers, and they gave Peyton Manning and that offense multiple chances to score. And vice versa, they stopped teams from scoring. That was their formula. Since that Super Bowl, that team hasn't looked anything like that. Like, not, like I don't understand. If that's the formula that got you there, why wouldn't you stick with that formula? Why, like, why all of a sudden are we going to blow up a team now? And let's try something else. Like yeah. Seattle, Seattle did the same thing. They haven't seen the playoffs since. Isn't that though the the formula being for Denver at that point? They win it with that defense and, and hard running, and then they get the opportunity with Peyton leaving to bring in a young, exciting quarterback. And it's almost like getting a new toy at Christmas. That's all you want to play with. So then you wanna you wanna give your new toy some like additional things. You know, let's buy the attachments that come with it, like the flashy yeah. wide receivers and stuff. And you just wanna the NFL is so much more financially beneficial from a I guess, media eyes and attention if you have a great quarterback that's throwing well. You can have a great running back, and it's midway through the season that people start talking about the Colts and Jonathan Taylor and being like, oh, man, this is a great running season. But if the Colts had a... If Carson Wentz in the first six games of the year had been throwing like 400 yards in those each of those games, all the attention is on the Indianapolis straight away because it's the quarterback position. So right. Denver get that opportunity to try and be the media darlings with a young quarterback and hope something hits. And then they just keep going bust on all of these attempts to get somebody in the building that can do the job. Yeah. You know, they're, they're getting these first round quarterback, these first round toys 
you know, but they, they didn't read the fine print that it doesn't come with batteries. And then they, they didn't order the batteries. <laughs> it's a great the toy, and it just, it just never works out. Yeah. You know? uh, some assembly required. You know, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I understand there's a lot of pressure on these GMs and there's a lot of pressure on upper management and all this type of stuff. But some of these decisions are just absolutely mind boggling to me. Um, it, it just, I, some of them are just, they, they're not hard, man. It, it's no. not, it's, it's, it should not be hard to scout first round talent. Right. right. If you've played and if you know what you're doing, I, I can't tell you how many scouts I've met that have never played football before. I can't tell yeah, you how many how, how many scouts I've met that their football career ended senior year of high school, yeah. right? And that's your first, if any organization, scouting, that's your first line of defense. That, that's your first, that's like the Marines that you send out to go scout and go figure out what, what's out there. And if you're sending people out there that don't know what it's supposed to look like, like, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's clear and it's been going on for years and years and years and years. And I don't get it, man. I, you, I, UX players, you go off into your media jobs and sit on Pac-12 <laughs> network rather than getting stuck <laughs> in the nitty gritty of scouting. Hey, yeah. Well, they don't pay, they don't pay scouts enough. I, I do it. I mean, but you'd they, have to, you'd have to travel around even more than you do uh, now. Right. It would be, I think oh, it yeah. looks like a rough job. Mm. I wouldn't want to, you yeah no they're they're gone all season um and off season for the most part they're they're probably in the office one to two days a week just to report um you know because each each week they see they each week they typically visit two schools two colleges um you know practice um and then yeah they'll they'll visit two schools i think i think you typically when i when i was getting scattered it was like they would come to practice um, and then they wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't stay for the games. They'd probably travel back home to watch the, their NFL team that they represent. And then on Monday morning, they, they fly back out to go visit and watch guys at practice. It's just rough. like the distances in America. Like if you're a scout in the UK doing football, soccer, um, then, you know, going to Birmingham from London to Manchester, like it's not that big a deal. It's, like it's still a bit rough, but. It's not yeah. having to get flights. Yeah, you don't have to go from like Texas to like the or travel through time stuff. zones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there a part? Is there a um, is there a particular uh, region or a city in the UK where um, that that produces uh, majority the best players? The the, be- the best football players. They're soccer. Not players? really. Lots come not from really London. Right. Lots come from Manchester, Liverpool, the Northeast, and Newcastle, Birmingham, and the Midlands. So it's very spread out. And in the international team at the minute, it's quite, it's quite spread out as well. I can't think it's a predominant area that's really represented. To be honest, I mean that's like asking us though. You know, is there an area in Colorado that produces really good footballing talent? Because it's so much on a smaller scale, kind of. Yeah, thing. it's so true. Ever, again, it, well, there's really... a there's a particular high school. Oh, that's true. That yeah, that but... is. That is, but yeah, there's a particular high school that's better than every high school in Colorado. There's two. There's this one that's right down the street. It's a private school. And then there's a public school that's like 30 minutes away. Those Have you ever gone to watch schools. jobs just got easier for you then. You yeah. Be down at that private school down, just down the road. Take a walk. Yeah. Go and sign them up. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, 
No, it's great. Like, so, but, but you're right. But there's no like town. Not really. No. Yeah. So the that, trouble we have in our country with our sport, as opposed to American sports, of course, you have to go through high school, college, and then drafted. In our right. country, you can be an eight year old and be signed by a professional team and go and live at the professional team's ground. Oh, so if that eight, young, that yeah. young, away so from your family, if maybe not away from your family, if you're too far away, but at the age of 11 or 12, you can be. So they would take the best talent they can from wherever they can and just basically stop you from doing school and just play football all day or soccer. Put you, put you in the academy system where there'll also be like school lessons and stuff. But yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. yeah it's not completely around, no school. Your schedule is focused school. around being a kid playing football and then, and yeah. it's. And it's potentially really detrimental to a lot of these kids as well because you know yeah, from such a young age you're ready to make it and then if you don't make it you know if you're 15 right. and your whole kind of early adolescence has been based around oh i play yeah, at yeah, Liverpool's yeah. academy and suddenly it's like oh well you know off to school you go yeah you're not you're not you're not working here anymore so it's like yeah. do they have like dorms do they stay in like dorms and I think, I think, I think they, in the olden but days, they definitely used to. The but they do get was they do get paid though, houses rather than well. like there's no like limit on paying them. I don't think is there rather than like if they're in not the US, professional, you know. then you can't be paid. If you're an academy player, you might get you can get um, an academy contract, a youth contract. Is that not a lot? Is it? Yeah, it won't be. A lot they'll be covering money. you. I'm sure they'll be covering your food and your expenses and other stuff, but it won't okay. be a huge amount of money. Okay, if right. any, really. That's cool. Yeah, it's I kind of like it in that you don't have that whole if you miss out on the draft, your career is completely over and all that kind of stuff. Like you can, have yeah, you can build up from the lower divisions lower leagues, and stuff. potentially and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but like yeah. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy is a very good example of that. Yeah, but you also have, I, I mean, I still really like the way American sports does it with that. Go to high school, go to college. I know, I know, you necessarily don't get the same college education as somebody that goes to college for the sake of going to college for classes. Right. It's all about the football, but it is still a. I think it's a better way for young people to kind of still be growing up as they're going through sport as well, and it gives them an opportunity yeah. still to potentially fall back on a degree that they can get after school. That's true. Like Although that. I think it, it must it must mess you up like a bit. What well, depends on the individual, but playing in front of like eighty thousand people, and then suddenly you're out of college, you're not in the NFL, and it's like that's it. Going, oh, but that's like the going get a regular the, job like in that's a sales amazing office or to have done though, isn't it? It like, is, I know, like, but I'm saying that that must kind of be that's not a normal a growing up experience. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could because that 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 ha- that happens to I don't know whatever like 70 80 percent of college yeah. athletes. Yeah, maybe even eighty, maybe eighty five, ninety percent of all college athletes when they're done in college, they're that's it. That's it. But the interesting thing with soccer, though, is like with the whole academy and stuff, like if if I'm 18 and I just came from Liverpool's academy, it didn't work out for me with Liverpool or the Premier League, I can drop down levels or I can just go to any other country in the whole world Mm -hmm. and have a shot to like make a team, right? Yeah. Assuming they want you, of course. Yeah. Right. Because unlike with your tryouts you have in America, you have to be invited to have the trial. Oh. So if you just said, okay, I want to go and let's go try and see if I can go play for PSG and knock on their door, they'll say, no, we don't want you. There's no way you get a chance to have a, a tryout or a trial with them unless they explicitly think they want you. Right. So if you're, again, someone in Liverpool's academy that doesn't do very well, yeah, you'll probably drop down quite a few leagues in England 
and you may have to drop down leagues in other countries, but the other countries, lower leagues are usually useless and not very good for exposure. Uh, so you're then so yeah, kind of damned if you do it down if you don't, yeah. But, but then also you can go to, you know, the Middle East and Asian places as well where they do actually like young English players because they still see it yeah. as bringing English experience. Or even America. Like that. Yeah, yeah MLS. Yeah. MLS will take them. That's okay. interesting. But it's, yeah, it's uh, all very, it's all very, very different. It's, it's yeah. strange when you when more... I first heard about the way the the American sports are set up with the high schools, collegiate, college, uh, and um, professional, just makes so much more sense because there's yeah. a really nice progression to it. And you can see exactly. in high school the standout athletes and the best players will go to college, and then they may not be the standout best players in their teams. They may not make the NFL. So you get to see the progression going all the way through. But there's the a safety thing as well, right? You can't put an 18-year-old kid out of high school into a game with 30-year-old who <laughs> yeah. have been playing in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. Like he's yeah, but you're doing, rugby. So. <laughs> you're, doing, you're, you're doing rugby. You're doing rugby, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's... And that's, you can have a 17-year-old against like a 35-year-old who's 20 stone. Like, manage to do that. But you're right. So you, you can't... I don't think you can really use that because, again, you have basketball players go from high school into the pros and dominate. No, I don't think you can anymore now. They've stopped that. Uh, in basketball, I think. In basketball, yeah, you can't do it. You have oh, right. to. Okay. You so you have to. Um, yeah, you have to spend one year once you once you graduate high school. You have to spend one year. Um, you can you can go overseas and play for a year. Or well, the G League. You can, you can play in the G League. Mm. Uh, well, it's not the G League. It's like because the G League, you have to be drafted. So, so it's like, it's like a, it's similar to the G league, but it's like where, where amateurs can get paid to play, um, in this league, assuming that they're then going to take the next step or you go to, or what a lot of people just do is just go to college for one year. Right. All you have to do is go, all you have to do is enroll in three classes in the spring or three, three classes in the fall and then enroll in like two classes three classes in the in the uh in the spring with during basketball season but basketball season ends halfway through the semester anyway so you don't even have to pass really go to your classes because the season's done before before oh, right. but before before you're ineligible <laughs> so me. really yeah. just get those yeah. contracts ready yeah. Yeah. so really you just have to sign up for to have enough credits and the credits depend on the school so these basketball powerhouse schools, Kentucky, um, I can't put Duke in that category because Duke is actually a, a very academically, um, very academically challenging school. Um, let's see, but like Arizona Wildcats, Arizona, they all. You, I mean, if you have a pulse, you can get into that school. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> they, so you uh, shit on an entire college real savage. fast. Savage. <laughs> you breathing? Yeah, all right. Uh, you want you want to come here? Hey, you got You're working in. legs. You want to play basketball? Yeah, all right. <laughs> You're five foot nine. Come on, let's go. <laughs> fundamentals. It's all about fundamentals. It's guys. all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a beer bong. This is how. <laughs> This is like, how you roll a joint. It's like the uh, the military <laughs> thing. Like this is this is my gun. This is a beer bong. This is yours and yours alone and nobody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is weird though. Like the the one thing with the college system. Um, I remember reading Andre Godala's book last summer, and he was talking about how his college coach was basically saying, "Look, if you go to the NBA now, it's not going to be great for you." 
because you're not quite in that position to really succeed. If you do another mm-hmm. year with us here at college, we'll get you ready, we'll get you prepared, and we'll have you in the best possible shape to go into the draft. And then Iguodala spoke to either a scout or an agent, and the agent was like, nah, you're ready to dominate in the N- in the NBA if you go. Why do you think this guy is asking you to stick around for another year? It's not for your benefit, is it? He's the coach that wants to have his star player I'm still sure this agent for had another a, year. Had well, an exactly. ulterior motive, the, maybe. The yeah. agent's got the ulterior motive as well. So is the scout who's trying to get yeah, him. But yeah. it's suddenly like you're getting all of this information from people that you're supposed to like look up to, trust. They're meant to be like, you know, the coaching father figure and all that kind of stuff. Support network. And it's yeah. and it's not. There's still so many ways because there's so much money in that college sports business for it to That's become what, alternative yeah. automotives alter for uh, for these guys. That's why, yep, that's the same situation that happened to me when I decided to leave, mm. uh, to leave college. Really? Yeah. Even in Cal uh, Berkeley, they went down the brutal, you know, manipulation route. They went, uh, like, yeah, man, like, do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can stay Smoke or you dude, can go man. or like, just, just totally do it with love, fine. man. Totally just go out cool, there and change man. the world, Shane, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah no that yeah that, that's uh that's the situation i kind of ran into um because let's see so i redshirted one year and then i played three years um so football obviously you only have to be in college for three years or out of high school for three years um so then i still so i still had one year left to, of eligibility to play and uh i decided to leave um uh, because ai had already graduated and um and b i was over it you know and and my thing was if i stay another year is that gonna is that am i gonna get drafted that much higher to to justify me staying another year and i was like no if i leave now is there a possibility that i get drafted lower than what i thought and would i be okay with that okay the answer was yes and then i have my degree and i promised my (laughs) I promised my mom and my grandma that I would, uh, I wouldn't leave college without my degree. So graduated early to get that out of the way, got that done. And then, um, you know, I was like, if I get hurt, I'd rather get hurt in the NFL getting paid yeah. Yeah. than get hurt in college. And did, I'm over at college right now. So Shane, did you feel like the last, you know, you were coming up to making that decision, the last like couple of games that you played in college, was yeah. it, is it worrying? Like, do you feel like shit if I, you know, tear an ACL or something now in this last game? And it must happen to players where they're getting yeah. ready for the draft or, and then they, I mean, I guess that would maybe change your decision. Maybe you wouldn't, but then maybe would you lose your scholarship? I don't know. It put you in a terrible spot. Like it must be really nerve wracking to just get out of there in one piece almost like. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I think that was kind of in the back of my mind, but you know, I always believe that when you let off the gas, when you try not to get hurt, that's what happens. Get hurt. Yeah. You know, when you, when you try and um, practice at 80% and just get through practice, that's when somebody, that's when you're in one spot for too long, somebody rolls up on your leg. That's when, you know, you're, you try and make a cut half-assed and then you roll your ankle or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that that's kind of, so, you know, I always believe, you know, if, if I get hurt, I, I, it's, I get hurt, but it's not going to be for a lack of effort and for, and for me slowing down, trying not to get hurt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, my last couple of games, I had a goal to get to like 1100 yards. Cause that was like my barometer. I was like, if I can, if I can surpass 1100 yards, um, this last year in college, then I'm going to go. And so I still hadn't gotten there. And so, um, I was more or less motivated just to, just to rack up as many yards and, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, it sucks. Cause my last year at Cal, uh, we lost our last game. So to, that would have sent us into a bowl game. So we didn't even go to a bowl game my last year. And the very next day after we lost that game to Washington, um, we had a team meeting and our head coach just ripped us and I'm sitting in that meeting and like halfway through the, the meeting, I'm like, I'm fucking out of (laughs) here. Uh, the coach couldn't read mine. Oh, oh, you like that um that meme of like the guy just throwing his papers in the air? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. this was this an audible? I'm out. Like yeah. Jeff Tedford, I've just seen was your head coach there. Were you just yeah. like he's he's rollicking you and you just stand up like I I quit like that <laughs> yeah. that Chappelle yeah, show I sketch mean, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it was I love Coach Tedford to death. Uh, but like he. And rightfully so, because it was like, there's a lot of things that went wrong that season, but, um, you know, it, it needed to, the stuff he said needed to be said, especially because a lot of the guys were coming back. Um, yeah, but you I was, yeah, but I was, that for me, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Now that I think about it, I don't need a master's degree. I'm hey, gonna get hey Jeff, this seems like a real I'm important straight. thing for the people that are going to be here next year. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm, I'm out. I'm going to get some money. Oh, yeah. You guys, I'm going home. You guys oh, get better. <laughs> yeah. And they actually had a much better year than the year after I left. So I don't know what that tells you. But um, <laughs> get rid of some of the so, bad apples in that, in that dressing yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, actually, well, <laughs> yeah. But that was the year. Uh, so my last year there. Uh, Keenan it was Keenan Allen's freshman year mm. so that so that he found his stride so it was Keenan Allen Marvin Jones uh, as our receivers on the outside and then our defense was nasty um, not only when I was there because when I was there we had Cam Jordan Chris Conti trying oh, to think like, all the guys that got Tyson Aluwalu who's with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cam Jordan is so like legit. The, was, the he a, was he a murderer in college? Yeah. Cam Jordan. Yes, he was He was a man child. Like, he was just, <laughs> he was just a man. Um, like, for my, from so my class, we graduated in 07. And the class... So, my class alone, we, out of, like, the 25 scholarships, I want to say... 18 of us play in the NFL. Wow. 15 15 of us got drafted. Um, That's pretty good recruiting that year, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We were, we were really good. Still never went like we, if we had, and you know, I love the quarterbacks that I had there, but if we had a legit, legit quarterback, we probably would have went to Rose bowls, won national championships. We were that good offensively and defensively. I mean, we had like, let me think. Let's see, um, Java Best, my class, Java Best, Chris Connie, Cameron Jordan, Mitchell Schwartz, um, Michael Kendricks, um, 
I'm, I know I'm forgetting some like big names right now, and I feel bad about it. Uh, I know we had a DB. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know, <laughs> but there there is a time where out of 25 guys, 20 of them were on like a, a roster in the NFL. Marvin Jones, Jeremy Ross. Yeah, can you? Yeah, Jay Ross. Jay Ross was here before. DJ Campbell. It's just a 2010 roster I'm looking at. Okay, that was the year I left. Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, no, that was my last year. That was my last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had we had unbelievable time. Keenan, damn, Keenan was so young in that picture as well. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Shane, can um can we can I pick your brain about the playoffs then? What, oh, what do yes. you think? Can we can we just oh, yeah. ask quickly about oh, right. uh, Antonio Brown? Any oh thoughts? yeah, okay. Go on <laughs> in all in all seriousness, like I don't know what else to say about that guy. I don't, but we'll see what Shane's going to say. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to like talk about him too long because all of the stuff yeah. is terrible. I do want to say to Jazz that last week you made a kind of a quip about me saying if anybody's going to bring COVID into a locker room, it's going to be Antonio Brown. <laughs> and then literally a few days after we recorded that podcast, all of that stuff with that girl came out. Oh, no, that, like, that had already come out by then. No, no, that one, that dropped the day we were recorded. We recorded that part. I might have already seen it. Oh, I that's why I made, that's uh, why I made okay. the point. Cause yeah. Cause you, like, you should have taken credit for that jazz. I mean, I would love to get my crystal like the ball one good thing that. you said on this podcast. It's more know. a case of that. Ollie had said that last year that the reason why the bucks will fail in the playoffs is because Antonio Brown will bring COVID into the camp. <laughs> that was literally what you like, said. Figuratively or, or literally. Literally. But I don't know. I, obviously I don't want you to name names or anything like that, but in terms of, if you're a player in a locker room and you're like a reasonably sensible guy from every, like, you know, the hours that we've spoken to and all that kind of stuff, you, you're fairly switched on and on the ball, Shane. When do you see those people across the locker room that have that, like, something's not quite there. This isn't going to be like a, and, and is there an element of like, well, he's a great football player, but we don't need to hang out after the game. So, you know, right. Like... Right. Um, to me, um, I firmly believe that everybody is their own person and they deserve the right to be whoever they are. I I would 100% rather have somebody who is themselves rather than trying to pretend to be somebody that they're not. Mm-hmm. Now, my biggest thing with that is a play your ass off and B be a great teammate, maybe be a great teammate first and then a be a great teammate and B you know, produce when you're on the field, like earn, earn our respect. And by being a great teammate, you care about the respect that you earn from your teammates. So if, you know, and that's why I've never said a bad word about Odell Beckham. Um, good Lord. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so OBJ and the dogs are just like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got, they got something to say yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'll never say a bad word about him because, like, yeah, he had his antics off the field, but he showed up to work, he practiced his ass off, and he was a good teammate. And on Sundays, he showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if he wants to go and, and do whatever on his free time, and you know, be in the be in the media and the attention and public eye, if that's what he wants to do, I'll go do it. But be a good teammate, be a good friend, and and. When you come to work, we go to work. And he did that every single day. That's the difference between him and AB, though, right? Is that AB several times now has let his teammates down and his team down. 
Right. Um, right. So that's the difference, I guess. Yeah. The, like, I believe at this, at, at the NFL level, any professional level, there, there's, you have to have some sense of selfishness um, in a sense of that's what got you there. You're like, not necessarily putting you before the team, but the confidence level in yourself has to be at a certain height mm-hmm. just to just to get you in the door. I believe in that. You have to have that confidence when you step yeah. onto the field in order to perform. You know, and a lot of people cocky, confident. Yeah, I don't care which one you are. I just care are you a are you a good teammate and do you show up and do you put in to this as much as everybody else is putting into it. And if you can check those boxes, then really we, we don't, we don't have an issue. Cause I know on Sundays or Saturdays, whatever day it is, I can depend on you. Um, I know you're going to be there when we need you. You know, I'm, if, if we don't hang out outside of that, that's fine. Do I, you know, yeah, do what you want to do. You know, I don't care about that. Um, but we're here for a job. And, and unfortunately what, how hard this man works affects how well I do in a game, you know? Yeah. And when you get down into it in one player who a lot two people are depending on, who's a polarizing figure, who's um, had so much, this, the amount of success is AB. What he does now, because he is AB is looked upon by everybody else on the team, especially the young guys. And that's mm-hmm. what you worry about in the locker room is that these guys that are two, three years in don't really know. They, they've been in the league for a little bit, but they don't really know what, what it's supposed to look like yet. And they see how he acts. And they know, like, a lot of people look up to AB. He, I mean, deservingly so. But then that can then seep down to the, to the younger guys. Because this, this was an issue we had in New York with the New York Giants. They see that they see this type of behavior from from a leader or from somebody that they admire and respect. Um, so they think that that's how they should act. And it's like, no, that's them. You're not that person. Yeah. Like you just mm-hmm. got here. You 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 haven't been afforded the the leash <laughs> to yeah. act like to yeah, act if you're like an old, that. if yeah. you're an old pro, you can do some you, you, yeah, the, shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have you have more leeway because <laughs> you've proven that that you're gonna you're gonna get your job done when when you know when push comes to shove. Um the problem is, you know, when it's a polarizing figure, when somebody that people look up to and they're acting a certain way that then bleeds throughout the locker room and it can become cancerous and it can become it can become an issue. Um, if it's not handled the right way and, you know, with this whole AB thing, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we got to hear both sides when it first happened. And he was like, like put Chuck and deuces to the crowd and taking off his stuff. I, my first thing was I, I, it was hard for me to watch. Cause I'm like, okay, something's not right. You know uh, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the disagreement was on the sidelines at that time, but it, that just didn't look right. It, I was concerned more than anything for AB's wellness and his mental health. Yeah. You know, and then you hear reports of, uh, you know, he didn't want to go out and play and he wasn't practicing and he was hurt, but he was still dressing for games and yada, yada, yada. And that's all he said, she said. So I don't know if he was hurt and he didn't feel like he could play, then Bruce Arians shouldn't have dressed him for the game. 
Simple as that. You know, if a guy who's been in the league that long knows his body and, you know, even if he could have played, but mentally was like, I don't want to play or I can't, you don't play that person. Yeah. Like regardless of who it is, you know, cause mentally they're not there mm-hmm. that mentally they're, they're not checked in. They're, they're not, they're, they're not ready to play a game. You know, you don't want to, you only get 17 of them. You can't force to, to waste one or lose one because a guy doesn't want to play. Just don't play him. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't agree with the way it was handled by from a B side at all. Um, but I'm not here to, to pass judgment. Um, just because it was so, I don't know, cringe is like a popular word that the kids are saying these days, but <laughs> it's, it was very uncomfortable for me to watch that. And like, I saw it once and then I, it, yeah. everywhere I looked on Instagram and Twitter, it was all over the place. And I like, I just would scroll past it. Cause it was just like, uh, I couldn't watch. It was weird. I just, it's yeah. odd how I'm like, that it's not right. Some have slammed mm-hmm. it obviously. And then some have like really embraced his attitude of like the, yeah, fucking walk out on these guys like yeah screw these guys yeah, in the middle of the game I and kind of loving that. that rebelliousness as well it's it also, seems though, to split everything down the middle i don't think either side is that it is lacking in guilt per se i think the backs right. do need to look at themselves about how there was obviously some sort of ankle problem that was raised and the fact that the bucks initially seemed to suggest that they didn't know about it and aaron's didn't said he didn't know about it doesn't right. look good on them when yeah. they're kind of and they were down, like Mike Evans was out, and then they had like two out. other wide receivers yeah. out. Their starting running back was out. Like they were kind of desperate for personnel. So yeah. maybe they it's did just, shove him in. Yeah. And it's Bruce Aaron's job to know. Like, yeah. yeah. That's if you guys, they've been the, the last half of the season, they've just they've been depleted week after week. It's just like everyone's taking their, every position group is taking their turns on, you know getting hurt and missing games and all this type of stuff for the bucks. They've still found ways to win. So you won without a B you won without this player. You won without that player. You can still win. If a, if a guy doesn't want to play, well, they did, they won, didn't, didn't they? they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brady yeah. led that insane uh, touchdown yeah. drive at the end. It was amazing. There's a yeah. lot of conspiracy theory on that. that I've just come up with. Okay. <laughs> Toe Brown Uh-oh. has uh, has just recently released a rap album and did a oh live single, uh, rapped a live single somewhere. Yeah, so either cloud. this is all, but what it is and seems like, or Antonio Brown's a marketing genius and created a storm around him and his name, and then drops his rap album five days later. Uh... Have you have you heard the the idiot? Have you heard? He put a clip of a music video. Have you heard it? No, no. Is it bad? Is it worse than his interviews? Because they're pretty awful. Like, <laughs> is it worse than his haircuts? Like the the Lego Man haircut that he had for a while. <laughs> it's worse than all of it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've got to check it out. <laughs> yeah, hold on. let me let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I I saw it on Twitter yesterday, and people were letting him have it. I can't oh imagine him as a lyricist. To be honest, given some I'm of sure it's behavior. not his lyrics, is it? He, I mean, his. I, I started to watch because he did like an exclusive interview with one of those like American laddie pods, New York, where like they will talk about like you know going out and banging women or whatever and doing all that kind of stuff. And AB turns up on this one, and it was one where it was the one where apparently he 
went off a bit about Tom Brady. He was like, yeah, we're friends and stuff, but, you know, like, didn't treat me with respect or something. And I basically, it's like an hour and a half, and I was going to sit and watch it just because I thought, well, maybe it's going to be a poignant topic going into playoffs, Tampa Bay, all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't watch more than five minutes of it just because mm-hmm. every question they asked him, he was so hyper-defensive, which never yeah. is great to listen to anyway. Right. When they were asking right. him just legitimate questions, like, you know, was this something you'd, thought about before the game or anything like that and then um and then he just he he can't really speak very well yeah. like he's, yeah. he's not a good talker no. so very eloquent eloquent he's gonna be a great rapper either if i'm honest <laughs> like it doesn't doesn't seem like those two things are going to work together to to create a miracle music career for his post nfl i could yeah. be wrong of course in my theory i just thought i'd put it out there yeah, I, mean, I like it, Jazz. It's yeah. one I've heard a lot that he's. This is all just a genius. Oh, I've not heard it once. Oh, no, he's okay. the marketing genius. I thought yeah. it's been. I thought it's been clever. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're bracing yourself to hear it again. And that's it. No more. We're... <laughs> that that was the 15 second clip. It's on his if it's it's on his Twitter. AB um, and, and Vivo released it. Um, but uh, so this isn't going to be man. going into your like you know new pregame soundtrack or anything <laughs> like that. You know. I have a uh, yeah no. I ha- I would no. <laughs> Even no, the idea of that's no. I, I, I mean, think every team that plays the Bucks in the playoffs this year should come out to an. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Then that means that he is now. That, that would be that would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> that would be an Eagles kind of move. To oh, be honest, so, the fans, so if the fans plug that into the stadium, that'd be so good. Or like even in the Super Although Bowl, you know, they away, come out. No. But if the Bucks get back there, the opposing team comes out to an AB song. AB's carrying the team flag out of the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here it is. There's, yeah, I'm not going to play the whole song, but he had another song called Whole Lot of Money that came out. Is he talking about all the money that he didn't get in bonuses from Tampa Bay because he stormed out the game? Yeah. Yeah. He had again with that. He had an album that came out in 2020 called Hemothy. Yeah, I remember, had, had I remember an, album. Oh, yeah. an album coming out and people were like, yeah. that is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Better so. double down and make another album. Wasn't that around the Raiders time as well, the Hemothy? Was it? Yeah. Does that feed into the conspiracy jazz? Every it time does, he does definitely. crazy shit, yeah. he drops an album. Mm. All right. What's he going to do next? Storm Maybe. the Capitol again? I will, I will say, <laughs> he... Just up as a shaman. Went yeah. at, the, uh, at the Super Bowl before Shane's glorious victory over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was that one. Antonio Brown allowed me to do a walk and talk while he was going between radio station interviews with him, which Ah. is really cool of him because most people are like, get the fuck out of here. I'm just walking through this busy, crowded meeting. He was like, fine, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to do it. It was all like two-word answers and stuff. But yeah, it was, he was like, at least gave me the opportunity to talk to him. So maybe he's not a bad guy after all, you know? I mean, you know, you've got to treat people yeah. how you find them. And, that was yeah. before the perfect hit then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did hear, yeah, I did hear that, that after that hit, it was... Yeah. 
It was kind a bit of different. different. There's right, is, that, is that enough AB, Ollie? Yeah, Are yeah, okay. About I just got one more thing to say on that one. Oh, okay. I'll do wrap oh. up, sorry. The, um, what you were saying before about the young players being influenced by the older players in the locker room. I remember when Antonio Brown came in the league, he was in the locker room with Mike Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders, who as a, tr- a trio called themselves Young Money, a.k.a. Bugatti. So I think really... The warnings were there. I didn't so know it's so it's right. also yeah. it's Mike Wallace and uh, Emmanuel Sanders Eddie maybe Sanders led him a little well. bit astray. That's great. Uh, yeah. All I'm saying. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So when did when was business booming for eight B? Was that before? That was after, after? Ooh, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was after. I think that. Was I mean, he enough. did have. I mean, amazing seasons. He, oh, he's a great goodness. player. No one can argue yeah. that. He might I mean, be like the set after Megatron. He's the best receiver I've seen since I've been watching football. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't, where do you, where no. would you? Where would you rank him? I mean, I'd probably have Julio just behind that. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. No, no, he's above. he's definitely. <laughs> uh, he's nah. he's definitely top five in my in my mind. As of all far time. as for, for, no, 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 no. But like uh, in the last twenty as, years, right? Yeah, as far as his yeah. era since he yeah. into, since he entered the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he kicked a punter in the face and kept yeah. running. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That was that was cold blooded, wasn't it? And yeah. He kept going. I didn't like that. Everybody else was like, "Oh, isn't that so funny? Amazing!" Yeah, I, I was like, "No, that. I felt I really it. bad about that." Did you? I'm pretty sure it was oh, against yeah. the Browns too. So who yeah. cares? Was, I really, I really like. I remember really liking that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, obviously, he didn't mean to, but he did it. You think? I kind of think he meant that quite a lot. I think he got the foot up, realized he wasn't going over, and was like, "Well, I'll just go through." Well, (laughs) watching some Bruce Lee the day before. Yeah, it's it's just a stiff arm with your foot. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the same thing. That's a good way of thinking of it. Oh yeah, he's going to be missed. missed, though for Tampa in the playoffs, man. Oh yeah, big time. You think so? Yeah. They don't have many healthy skill position players of yeah. high caliber. That's Do they need true. them against the Eagles? I don't think they need them against the Eagles necessarily. They've got an extra week to get healthy. But what I, um do you guys have the seating pulled up? I don't have it. I don't have anything pulled up. What um, if the Patriots if the Buccaneers win, who would they who would they most likely face next round? So they're they're the second seed. So the sec- so they would take the second. So the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys lose against the 49ers, and the 49ers are the lowest seed. Yeah. No, the Eagles are seven. Niners are six. Six. So the six would play one. So it's the 49ers go to Green Bay. And then what's the other game again? Cardinals, Rams. So whoever whoever wins that one goes to the Buccaneers, don't they? Yeah. Basically, yeah, goes so probably no, Tam- Rams. Tampa will go then. to them, right? No, Tampa. Tampa's Tampa two, the two seed. Oh, yeah, they got the so two seed. Host. They went thirteen That's and right, four in did. the end. Yeah. That's right. So That's the right. Rams right. missed out. Got that. Got that big win against the Jets in that you know second to last game. You know that's where you earn your playoff seeding. The Bucks might. The Bucks might be in the NFC Championship game again. Well, they did. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they win every home game this year as well? So they are legit. No, they lost to the Saints. They were unbeaten until they lost to the Saints in uh, okay. 9-0 Sunday night. So that's the only game they lost at home then. I think but so, if you yeah. think about it, guys, pretty, like pretty amazing. Tom Brady's done more with less. Oh, 100 percent We're talking like I understand there's no Godwin. Is Evans gonna be playing? Is he gonna Evan, be helping? Yeah, he will be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so that Cameron Bray. I like Bray. Uh, Gronk, Scotty Miller. Yeah. Is that the slot? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he'll still be there. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be there. Um, and, you know, when he is in New England, I mean, yes, he played with some really great, talented wide receivers, but it's not like every year we were, you got the roster was just like blown away by how many great receivers were on the team. You uh-huh. know, yeah. it, it's, it's more or less, are you smart enough to be in this spot when you're supposed to be in that spot and just catch the ball at that point? Yeah. Um, I, I think, especially in the playoffs, you know, you Tampa's got to get their running game going. Um, Leonard Fournette pra- might be practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played practice yesterday and today. Um, they're getting Shaq Barrett back. JPP's mm-hmm. coming back. So that defense is that defensive line is getting healthy. Um, they're going to need to be good against the Eagles. So I think the Eagles have got a shot of winning that game. They're the number one Russian attack in the NFL. So I, I think it best... could be tighter than you think it is that game. This is the know. best time to take on Tampa. Let's put it that yeah. way. If you were going to take on Tampa yeah. in the playoffs with this roster, this is the time you'd want to do it. I agree with that, yeah. Injured at the moment. And I'm not going to be like too... I don't think the Eagles are going to win it, but I, I'm i a bit like you, Dave. I think a, like an eight and a half spread is a bit too high on Philly. Yeah, that, well, that I went with that on, our, on my So have I. Week, I've gone so. with that too. I think this yeah. should be a bit like the Washington game last year, tighter than it should be. The Eagles offense and defensive line in the latter part of the season admittedly not against the most notoriously difficult teams has been pretty decent uh on both sides of the line as well and offensively obviously the run game has really benefited from that um and i don't want to give Jalen hurts any credit but his mobility has been a useful <laughs> asset at times that may have provided fortuitous situations for the eagles to find points from but I think the Eagles... this week you've got the uh, your Vitave who's had a week off to rest. Yeah. All right, guys. He's here like we a go. one man stopping spree. Yeah, it's not ideal, which is why they actually the almost three running backs in the backfield kind of works in that sense. At least you've got three different places the ball could go on every single play. And yeah, that Eagles defensive line has been better at providing pressure, as I say, at the latter part of the year. So if the Eagles can slow down. Tampa's run game and make sure that mm. they have to throw it and they can get a bit of pressure on Brady again and that offensive line can at least have that push. Keeping it yeah. close keeps the Eagles in it. As soon as Tampa oh, yeah. Eagles need to start throwing it. I know Jazz yeah. is seven points and you have to throw the game plan out the window and just throw every <laughs> single play attitude. But uh but if you can keep it tight and stay in it, there I mean, goes without saying. I think I think it Philly have got a better chance. It's not I hope it's not the blowout that it could and should yeah. be. I don't think so. I think it'll be. I think it'll be tight. I don't know. Yeah, because it's the playoffs, it'll be tight. And and if it does get blowout-ish, like it won't be till the fourth quarter, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, where it where like late in the like from the five minute mark in the third quarter and on, if Tampa goes up by two scores at any point, uh, maybe even the seven minute mark, half seven and a half, halfway through the third quarter. But I like five minutes. Five minutes left to go in the third quarter. If Tampa's up by two scores that's when my blowout alarm clock is going to be yeah yeah crazy. yeah because hurts uh, throwing throwing it yeah from behind isn't going to work but if you guys can play with the lead then it could get real tight well yeah exactly but they got to get a lead first so yeah you know i i, I do think the game is going to be closer than it's the playoffs right yeah. um, so 
the game's in Tampa. I mean, yeah. it's going to be closer. All right, here. So from week 10, this is what I thought was going to be more um, tell a story. So from week 10 uh, until the end of the season, this is this is who the Philadelphia Eagles played. And this is why oh, I'm not yeah. completely sold. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was an easy schedule. Back end of the year it was. Yeah. Denver, New Orleans, New York Giants, New York Jets, Washington football team, New York Giants, Washington football team, and then Dallas. <laughs> that's a tough you know schedule, I mean? you know what I mean? Like, that's that's you a know, bunch that's, of clowns yeah. in there. Iron sharpened as iron. Real elites of right. the NFL going on there. And Both New went, York teams? Yeah, and out of those right. out of those seven, game, seven games I read, they only lost two of them. Well, yeah. duh. Okay, so... <laughs> From and one of them was against Dallas's first string against their second string. Correct. They did they did blow out those bad teams though on quite a few weeks, which is like you know the sign of a good team, isn't it? Yeah. So well, yes, the games yes. were. Well, so did my I don't know. I think I'm just wish casting because I want it to be a tight game. Um, Me too. Because Me it too. will be more fun then. More but... fun to watch. Isn't I, it? Okay, so I'll, we let's all give a score on it. I reckon it's going to be 31-24 to the Bucks. So like, what's the tight. what's is it what's what's the what's the uh, over under forty four? I want to say. Uh, can somebody I'll, check I'll that? I'll get the bet gambling up. Don't worry. I can. Uh, you guys got it. Same and don't thing. do the don't don't do that that English bank that you guys bet with. Do like Caesars. Caesars. <laughs> Caesars. <laughs> why Caesars is the over under on points? Yeah. Why we? Uh, yeah. Why Because that's because that's Vegas. That, that, that's Vegas, man. I, I don't know what kind of casinos y'all got over there. But I know the sports book in Vegas, they never they don't miss much. Well, they're pretty good at taking money off us in the UK as well. So don't yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah. I mean well, what was, dude, what I had I put I put a fiver on the Chargers, Chargers Raiders last week to be a tie as soon as it went to both teams. Yeah, go you nearly got that. Oh my god. Oh, I was no so gutted that that didn't that. come through. Oh, I was listening to one um, or something. Uh, this is the Rich yeah. Eisen. Uh, show and they had oh, one of Joe Manginello's friends had put money on the Jags to win, Steelers to win, and the Raiders charges as a tie. And there was a hundred and fifty thousand oh. to one. He put two hundred dollars on it. Oh my god! He was three oh. seconds away from like a thirty-one million payday. No way! Yeah. That is, he was going to win how much? Thirty-one million because one hundred and fifty thousand to one, and he put two hundred dollars on it. Oh my god! How do they yeah. even take bets that big? Like, wouldn't that would really mess up a well? Say for bet three six five, the ones right? we use here, they've got a two million cap. You can't win more than two. I was going to say right, like that. Yeah, you can put your yards past it, but they'll only pay you out. And that's why we point. need to play with people like Caesars because they there's they'll no pay limit you out. on that. And of course, yeah, we're no playing limit. with money See? like thirty one million. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those casinos, those casinos are going to take all my money over the Pro Bowl weekend, Shane. I don't need to give it to them during the freaking uh, NFL. <laughs> So what was the over and under then? What's your 40, what do you think, Shane? 46. 40, 46. Uh, uh yeah, I did a uh, I did like a little sports betting podcast yesterday. And then what was the um and then um who's uh, I want to say Tampa's what seven and a half? Eight and, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Mm. I took I took um Tampa to cover and I took the under. Oh wow! Okay, time to cover the spread. Okay, so you were thinking, all right. I'm so thinking, all three of us saying like Eagles, thirty-one ten. Like, all oh, right, okay, okay. You know, I'm think, yeah, you know, it, like, and, and like I said, it'll be close, but then I think in the fourth quarter they just um, turn it on it, and they'll just they'll separate, you know. Yeah. Um, 
plus, you know, Tampa was there last year and that, that, that experience level, you know, I don't know how many, um, outside of Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Kelsey, Kelsey. I'm not sure how many. That's about it, isn't it? That's about it. I'm not sure how many um, Philly Philly players have been in that situation. Yeah. Um, and an inexperienced first year head coach as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's a, a coach that yeah. doesn't exactly fill everybody with uh, tenacity. <laughs> what kind Come of on, flower, Ollie. What He's kind done well. With, are you? He's uh. done well with an average team to get to the playoffs. You need to give yeah. him some love, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. I and gave him no shot. What was it? Yeah. Week four, we were looking at three top ten draft picks because everybody was capitulating yes. nicely, and now it's yeah, like yeah. all kind of around 18, 20 Like, oh, god damn, stop, stop getting Shit. playoffs, people. Yeah. You package yeah. them together. You'll do. Although something. I didn't like NFL last week on all all the way through um, red zone. Because uh, I had the Jags game on, but I had Red Zone on small screen. And they kept on saying, the Jags are going to lock up that number one Oh, yeah. Pick. And just, it's like, that's not like winning. stuff. Let's like, talk you about it celebrate getting that number one thing. Well, that's embarrassing. Like, uh, it is. It is. Yeah, uh, I hate yeah. that. Anyway. They yeah, should yeah. lose so they get a better, so they're bigger losers. And yeah. then they yeah. can get yeah. a But they won, so they moved up the NFL power rankings. That's great. Yeah, this yeah. was apparently last week was the best possible outcome Jags cans, Jag fans could have had getting a victory and still getting the number one seed is uh, picking the draft. Knocking it's the like, cards on the playoff is pretty good. That's that's it, it, probably it nicer than anything else. Yeah. 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 All right, Taking... all right, Shane, what about the Patriots then? Patriots-Bills. You're going to pick the Patriots, so we'll get that out of the way. But by well, how much? Uh, g- give, me, give, me, give me the uh, the spread and the Minus under. four. Minus four for the Bills. Which is pretty – that yeah. was a nice – And yeah. the – 44. 44. I'm gonna take. I would take um, over Bills money line. Okay. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm taking the Patriots yeah. all day long in this game. Really? Oh, yeah. No. You think is your Josh Allen is rubbish bias though, which is. Kind of unfounded, I'd say. I don't think it's, it's unfounded. Harsh. I think he well, has massive moments of meltdown in games, as it shown harsh, a number of times in that Atlanta game towards the end of the season. Not in the, yeah, not in that last game against the Patriots, though. That's better evidence. Yeah, yeah he, when he played, played right. an actual decent opposition. But I think the I think the Patriots will. All right, we'll see. We'll that will be the disciplined New England. I don't think Mac Jones out. is ready to win a playoff game for me. So, oh, that's um, words are going to be bills. eaten very nicely. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think I, he's don't... ready. I'm not saying he won't win a game next year in January, but well, the, 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 the thing, you know, the thing with this game and Mac Jones is so the, the first time that, that they played, Mac Jones threw the ball three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. The weather was, that was the bad weather game, right? Yeah, right. yeah. He threw the ball three times. Okay. And then when they got him at home, when the Patriots know, a couple of weeks ago against mm. the Bills, Max Jones didn't do nothing. Like that offense, the, the Patriots defense couldn't get off the field and the Patriots offense couldn't score points to save their life. Right. So Mac Jones hasn't played well against the Bills this entire, mm. like yeah. ever in his career. Right. Obviously, because he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So that, ma- that, that matters to me, you know, and it matters to me in a sense of, I don't see uh, Bill and Josh McDaniels giving Mac Jones more freedom all of a mm-hmm. sudden. You know, he's yeah. had a tight, he's had a pretty tight leash and he's been successful with a tight leash all season. And 
against a team that he hasn't played well against or hasn't had success against um, personal success from the quarterback position. I don't, I don't see them coming out and, and, you know, really trusting him with yeah everything, you know, yeah. um, on the flip side, uh, the bills got embarrassed at home on Monday night football. Um, or was it Sunday night? I forget when the Patriots just ran it. Monday night football. And then what, and then what do the bills do? They bounce back. They come down to new England and put on a show like Josh Allen put on a show in new England. I, I, I watched that game all four quarters and I was impressed at play after play by Josh Allen's You, you must uh, have been watching a different game or something. Nobody's been that impressed watching a Josh Allen quarterback game. Hey, I was impressed. I was impressed, man. I, I really was. For Ollie, you, you just know. stick into that. To, <laughs> and now, to take uh, and now, um, you know, they get now they get New England back at home in a playoff game in front of the Buffalo Bills fans. Mm-hmm. That place is going to be absolutely rocking. Yeah. It's gonna be it's Buffalo. It's gonna be Buffalo weather. Um, you know, they found a running game. Devin Singletary start running yeah, yeah. the ball really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zach Moss is all right as well, isn't he? Yeah. I see. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, that offense isn't going to have the the performance that they had a couple weeks ago in New England. New England's defense is going to make significant adjustments, adjustments and not, not let that happen. Um, I just haven't seen enough for Mac Jones against Buffalo mm-hmm. for me to feel confident that they can get there, get – a road win in the playoffs when it's a lot of these guys uh, first playoff experience in this, in this setting. In you're, going, you're going head over heart there, Shane. I appreciate it. I thought you were going to be a home. I, I don't bet. So that's why I can say this freely <laughs> with, with no repercussions. Yeah. Um, I want new England to win. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. You know, I, I definitely am going to be cheering for cheering on new England, but I, I would tell yeah, I don't think Bills are going to win by four. Um, and so that's why I took the over because I think both teams will score more than – I think both teams will score 23 points Okay, around there. Um, so you're taking the Bills' money line? I'm taking the over and Bills' money line, yeah. All right, all right. So I'm going to put all your bets together and make this 12-bet thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're yeah. That's a good idea. We're going to put a pound on it and see what happens. See how I do during the playoffs. And yeah. did you want the under or the oh. over on the Eagles-Bucks? 46 points over under. I took the under. Under. There you go. Yeah. Let's change okay. that. All right. What about Raiders Bengals then? So this is going to be so fun. On the spread, we've got yeah, plus five and a game. half. And then I'm going to be drunk as hell for this game. And then the <laughs> Bengals, we've got. Uh, oh, sorry. What's the over under on that one? 49 points. 49 right. points. Jazz has got it. So that's quite. It's quite a lot of points. That's quite so a lot of points. 49. That's about right, though. It feels like it's 49 be, and it's five it and a half be, point favorite for the It could be a big shootout this one. It could be 30 plus for each team. So I'd take the over on that for me. Yeah. I don't know. So Shane's yeah. taking the over. I'm taking the over. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Joe Burrow, they're, they're like neither team's defenses have been particularly Stella. impressive. No. Their yeah. offensive obviously have been. <laughs> now, uh, when I was talk, walking through this game, um, the Raiders have won more close games than the Bengals have. Um, and that matters um, as far as when it comes down to the fourth quarter. Do you believe that you guys can pull it? Does a team believe that they can pull it out under any mm-hmm. circumstances? Um, you know, 
the Bengals haven't played in too many close games. Um, the one against Green, quite a few Green Bay, blowouts, they've had blowouts, right? Including but, a win against the Raiders, right? But when everything's working, it's easy. Like that's fun. Yeah, it's true. the Raiders. Not everything was working, and then they found their stride in the second half, and then mm-hmm. they battled back, got stops defensively, scored offensively. Everything that that team has gone through. Um, John. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think the Raiders are more prepared for this moment. However, the game is in Cincinnati, but the Raiders did go to Indianapolis a couple weeks ago in a game that the Colts needed to win again to the playoffs, and they beat the Colts on a last-second field goal. That matters to me. Um, I don't think the Bengals have the ex- – I mean, the Raiders don't really have much experience either, um, and playoff experience, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's – I would take the over and the Raiders to cover. Raiders to cover. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, we've got three games so far. We're at six bets at 36 to one. Yeah. So. I've I got to fight you on that one a lot, Shane. This is the Bengals. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. This is the Bengals. All the... So I know what you're saying um, in terms of, you know, fighting through adversity and yada, yada, yada. I mean, I, I drifted off after a while there when you were talking about stuff. So I was like, I was oh, like, he was out you're here. not saying Chase Burrow enough for me to really get in on this. Um, no, only because I think, obviously, you look at the Ravens' victory, that's against a busted-up team. Um, you look at maybe the victory against the Steelers as well, which was impressive in the year. But again, this isn't a great Steelers team this year, even though it's in the playoffs. That Kansas City victory, though, was so good at dealing with playoff-type intensity. Yeah. And as I said last week, the adjustments they made in that Kansas City game at halftime to close down and shut down Kansas's offense. And the Raiders, as you say, don't have the, the playoff experience like the Bengals, but the Bengals have the real hot hand. And if the Raiders have been playing partly off the adversity of this season this year, much like Utah in the Rose Bowl, getting out early for the Raiders, getting to the playoffs is like, oh, we got that. It's a win. Wow. Wait, sorry. What? What? What playoff experience have the Bengals got? Well, no, no. no he's but saying, I'm saying both one. don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, don't. sorry. Okay. So, so the, Raider, the Raiders you. are playing with like this. <clears throat> we just got to the playoffs. Like, wow, that's a successful season for us, kind of uh-huh. thing. The Bengals have got this ridiculously firing on all cylinders offense when it works that has mm-hmm. been firing on all cylinders going into the playoffs. Because you take out last week's game, obviously it doesn't matter. That was the B team that was out there. And Does so, he lose his hot hand for having the weak crest? No, I don't think so. Because that that Chase Burrow connection is so goddamn good. Yeah, it's been it's just working all season. You know, if it, if it was a case of they got some momentum build up, but we've seen throughout this year that Burrow can be a great quarterback at various moments. It's not like just this run is the only time he's shown it. So for that reason, I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals put on a bit of a storm in this game. I don't Whoa, think. Oh, you think it's going to be? A I don't blowout. think it'll be a blowout, but I think this is like big points, and the Raiders are always like ten points adrift, just trying yeah, to oh, yeah. we can just get that one stop. I see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. I I think the Raiders, yeah, you know, it's a really good point, Shane, about them being kind of battle hardened. Yeah. And you look back. I think I talked about this on the last podcast as well. But to just review the the last three games. The last four games of the regular season then with the Chargers game, it was like nine points in like difference yeah. between those games, like their win. Yeah. Like, and who, who are those who are those teams? So Browns, that? they beat 16-14. Yeah. 
and that's when the Browns still had a chance to make the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Raiders. They beat the Broncos. Uh, yeah. I guess they had a chance. <laughs> Division, div- divisional team. Divisional, so divisional like, team. Okay. But the seventeen yeah. thirteen. That was really tight. So five points in that. And then they beat the Colts by three points, and then they beat the Chargers in overtime by three points. So, What's like, it? their their luck's going to run out, is my opinion. Like, you can't have that many close games and win all of them and, like, expect that to keep going. So, like, even yeah. if it stays tight with the Bengals, I just think, yeah, they, they're not going to win another game. So, well, uh, go ahead, Jazz. Oh, I, okay. I've got nothing to say about it. I was going to okay. say, that, that Colts team as well, as we've seen throughout this year was just such an all over, like everything is there for that Colts team to be a good team, yeah. except for maybe yeah. the quarterback. Yeah. And they were just yeah. all over the place too many times this year. And mm-hmm. and that's what bit them in the behind in the end, going down into that final run of the season. So I look at that Colts win. I don't necessarily think, Oh wow. Awesome performance by the Raiders. I kind of almost assume like, man, Colts, like that's just sums up their year more than anything else. So I agree with Shane. It's a bit closer than a blowout. Just yeah, as the playoffs. I, I will. I, it's well, A, it's the playoffs. Um, I don't see, uh, I mean, it's possible, but it's definitely possible. But I don't, if the Raiders are able to keep this thing close, um, and the reason why I think they will keep it close, Joe Burrow's been sacked 51 times mm-hmm. this year. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Max, he's, Max, he's thrown a lot of interceptions as well, sneakily. Yeah. Max Crosby is great off the edge. Ma- Max Crosby leads yeah. the league in quarterback pressures. Um, and then Godquay is not bad on the side either. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that either defense is that potent, but I think because of the pass rush and the lack of protection for Joe Burrow, um, I give the Raiders defense just more of a nod. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that that's that's that was my basis on the bet. I mean, I think Cincinnati has. I think Cincinnati um, runs the ball better. I think Cincinnati has a better connection between Burrow and Chase. Um, they're more fun to watch. Yeah. Um, they're going to be at home. Uh, they have. You know, I don't that know. Last be time loud. they had a. I don't yeah. know the last time they had a home playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game in 40 years. <laughs> you know, uh, 91. Uh, in 91 was last year. So the, the, oh, the meme, the meme going me. around is that since text messages were invented in 92, the Bengals <laughs> have never won a playoff game. So no one's texted about You've the never been able to text win. that, yeah. yeah, the Bengals win. Yeah. Um, oh, so they, yeah. they had a run when Andy Dalton was there when they won a couple of AFC North titles. And the one in yeah. 2005 when they won. Uh, with uh, Carson, Carson Palmer, Palmer QB, they but they didn't win the they didn't win the game. Yeah. They lost to the Steelers, or they lost to the that Steelers, was, or they lost to someone else. Yeah, so yeah, it's from 2011 to 2015, five years in a row, they lost in the wild card round. The the other yeah. thing with the, that's rough. That with, is yeah. so rough. Yeah. Burrow, Burrow getting hit a lot is a problem, oh. but also Burrow getting hit a lot has, as you say, has been their season. So they've won games while Burrow's getting beaten. I'm not saying like that's a good thing at all, but it's like that that is something that the Bengals have been able to cope with this year, which I think yeah. means that if it does happen, yeah. if the Raiders get penetration, I think they're still good enough at getting the ball out quickly or, you know, maybe the odd lucky throw kind of downfield and stuff. And it isn't mm-hmm. just the Chase Burrow thing. I mean, the supporting... But, but the supporting to the point it is, though, because just... if you send too much pressure and you have Chase on just a simple slant, well, yeah, yeah, you've seen him do it twice this year, take a slant for 60 yards and on the Ravens one, for example, dance around three would be tacklers and then break it for the rest of the way. 
Yeah. So if you do yeah. send too much, you have to be prepared that there's a playmaker on the outside that could completely burn you at any point. And the good mm. thing for the Raiders, at least, is that yeah. they can rush four and still yeah. get pressure. Which well, least... yeah, and they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to rush four. They're gonna. Ha- they're not gonna be able to bring extra pressure, um, but they're gonna have to get home with with four. And the reason why is I, if I'm the Raiders. I'm like we're we're gonna line four up. We're rushing four the entire game. Occasionally, I might bring a rush like a run blitz to stop mixing, and I might bring pressure in very specific situations. Other than that, we're lining up four. We're gonna double Jamar Chase, and we're yeah. gonna force Tyler Boyd and T Higgins to beat us. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now, so that so that it's giving a take. Like both of those players are. I mean, T Higgins is a thousand yard receiver this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're counting on like a double team on Chase working as well, though. That's like not looking like if you you bracket him, it has to. It's the it's the playoffs. It has to work. Otherwise, you're gonna be sitting right next to me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) drink drink a sip tequila. Come come sit down. Saves you a spot. You know, they don't have a choice. (laughs) You need to put out a picture before that game starts of you on the sofa with a second glass of tequila and an empty space. Just just waiting for someone to show up. After this game, all right, all right. What about the 49ers Cowboys? Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Yeah. So that's 49ers are three point underdogs, and yeah. the over is 51 points over under. See, I thought the Cowboys might be favored a little bit more than this. I guess the 49ers finished the season really strong, didn't they're they? They're the team no one wants to see. Let's I, thought it was, I thought it would have been like six points or something. I don't know. And the Cowboys are the divisional winner that everybody wants to see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know what's interesting is like, um, I don't know if this is true. Like I said, I don't bet. But what I have been hearing is that like um, the home team typically gets three points for being the home team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So essentially, this game is even. Right. Yeah. Because um, the Niners are three point underdogs. Um, 51 is going to be tough, but not for these offenses. However, you know, it, I think this, the over under is going to come down to Jimmy G. Yeah. Um. I I was not impressed with him last. I mean, I know they came back and won and stuff, but he. I don't know. He's so good and so bad at the same time. Yeah, um, he's got he's the Cowboys very, very have spotty. Far got the yeah. better quarterback, and that's probably enough in a tight game. Although the so 49ers had win. to get hot but, as the year went on, didn't they? Yeah, they've got the better skill position players, which is saying yeah. a lot because Dallas have got amazing players as well, but. Debo, Samuel, and Kittle are just ridiculous. Yeah, and Dallas needs Zeke Elliott to like have a hunt. Like they need he's, him. To, he's not like, that guy anymore. Though they need to no. play Tony Pollard. They need he to needs... drop Elliott and play Pollard. No, they just just play both of them. It's working for them. But you can't yeah. expect Elliott to like. He's just not going to pop off. He's like done. Anymore. Pollard's yeah, only had three hundred fewer rushing yards off a hundred fewer carries than Elliott. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, and, that's, that's, that's you know, and, and you know, Shanahan. I mean, granted, it was a different defensive coordinator than they have now, but they they've won playoff games. They've been to soup. They've been to a Super Bowl in recent mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them allowing C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper to go crazy. I, I think you know, if I'm playing the Dallas Cowboys, I take away the pass and force them to run the ball. Yeah. force them to run it consistently because I don't believe that they can run it consistently for a whole drive. I don't mm-hmm. think Mike McCarthy knows how to call that type of offense. I mean, I know it's kind of more, but it's Mike McCarthy's offense in a sense. I don't, I don't you know, kind of like Andy Reid, like 
Andy Reid doesn't know, like, not that he doesn't know, but Andy Reid doesn't want to call like a 13 play drive where 10 of the plays are run plays. No. You know, I, I don't think he gets Kellum, itchy trigger fingers, doesn't he? Right? Same yeah. with Bruce Arians, though, isn't it? Bruce Arians, it's Mike McCarthy, it's yeah. LaFleur. LaFleur runs the ball more than probably all of them. Yeah. He loves uh, but, the but, but Shanahan runs the ball, you know, yeah. and and very we'll, we'll, successful with it too. Very whoever's in there, like yeah. that, that's the true sign of like yeah. a good running team. Like they every year, I feel like for like the last five years, they've had a different starting running back. Um, but um uh, running back to ten a penny in the NFL though, Shane. I mean, you know, the stop over <laughs> You're gonna piss me off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the uh, talking. Uh, yeah, it is. No, this actually said Al Wilson. Well, right, my, my wife, uh, I told I told I uh took quick tequila story. I told my wife I was like um like an hour before we got on the on the show. Um I was like, oh shit, I don't have any tequila. I drank it all obviously. Um I just have like I just have like uh, random Blancos and I don't like Blanco tequila, I like Aneja. Mm. And so I was like, hey, stop by the store, stop by the liquor store. She was out running errands, stop by the liquor store and uh, grab a bottle of Anejo tequila that you haven't seen me buy before. Mm. She oh, goes, right. really? And I was like, yeah, let's just, you know, I just want to see something up. new, something new that I could, that I could bring the boys on the podcast. And this is what she brought me. It's called Suavecito. And she bought it because it's it rhymes with des, Despacito. Oh, that's okay. Despacito. Yeah, yeah. Is it any good? Yeah. It's actually delicious. Okay. Suavecito. Oli's going to write that one down. That sounds. Yeah, yeah Suavecito. Lovely. Um, and I said, don't spend more than 80 bucks. So I don't know. She probably spent like 40 or 50 on it. And this is an extremely satisfying. Quaffable yeah. tequila. Very nice. I'll, I'll be buying it again. That's for sure. And you know, I'm that's like, true love, Shane. Got, when you yeah, can just phone like, up well, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and get, that's, be like, yeah. can you grab me some tequila on the way back? Well, yeah, that's why I married an alcoholic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they know I mean, where the good shit is. You're already going to the liquor store. Okay. Anyway. Oh, you lined this up years ago. <laughs> you're playing 3D chess. I'm kidding. You. I'm kidding. But that was funny. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. uh, oh, so you're going 49ers. I've gone 49ers as well. Did, I think uh, did Shane say he's going 49ers? I did not say that. I did not oh, say Oh, sorry. That. I thought that's Stop trying to put words in up. Shane's mouth there. Sorry, he was talking yeah. about the 49ers. I I, that's where I've been good. talking a lot. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I that's where he's good. Uh, I like the under. Under? Yeah. Yep. Wait, hold on. 50, 51. So that's like 25 and a half a team. That's about right, isn't it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying, man. Vegas is good. Um. 25 and a half a team. I see this game ending like 31, 34 to like 26. So that would be the over. That'd be the over. So I'll take the over and I'm going to take uh, Dallas money line. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. Flipped it. Flipped the reverse. Yeah. I'm going to feel okay. dirty putting this and bet on that. And that's gonna... that squarely because I trust Dak Prescott more than Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Better quarterback. Fair enough. So if, if you're in going to be able to game manage finally. Because huh? he can't game manage. Who's that? Mike McCarthy. Yeah, oh, no. not known yeah, for it. I, like, I mean, he had the balls up the other week as well against Arizona late on in the game, where they used a timeout when they could have then had the opportunity to challenge because they had the fumble and they ended up losing the opportunity mm. to get the ball back and ended up losing that game to the Cardinals. I mean, if we were talking about terrible game management, 
the Chargers taking that time out and overtime that made the Raiders not run the clock Except out. it made sense because okay. they were making defensive substitutions to stop the run game, which the Raiders were doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that okay. there was some reason behind that. There was well, look actually at... a legit reason for it, mm. Jazz. It just wasn't... It, it's not great in hindsight, but if they hadn't made those changes and Josh Jacobs runs 20 yards on the next running play, they're in field goal territory anyway. So look, I've gone back and forth with this. Okay, so if you're... If you're Brandon Staley uh, with the Chargers, you don't know what the hell the Raiders are gonna do. You you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna not call the timeout and pray that they tie that they play for a tie. Like we're we're in we're in a very competitive business here in the NFL, right? I know after the game we saw that the Raiders head coach said they were talking about the tie and all this type of stuff. But if I'm Brandon Staley, I'm calling a timeout too, because I don't know what they're going to do. I'm trying to, if they score, then they're already in field goal range. Why would they like, why would he just take a knee and tie the game? That, you know what I mean? Like, that, and, yeah. and, and granted, like he could, but he also couldn't. You know, mm-hmm. so you're like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I'm one of the few people that backed the decision to call the timeout by Brandon Staley just because it's like you don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Yeah, you, know, you, you got you have to assume that they're playing to win the game. I think you, like when I was listening to the ATN pod, Greg Rosenthal made a good point. He's just his simple point was just that Staley saw some adjustments on the field that he didn't like. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I'm not sure what to do about that time out and yeah. i think that 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 enough is it's like that's fine yeah, Fair I, enough, i've I, not actually watched it so i have no real basis you know, apart from what i've heard you know, okay. as well. uh, yeah i know i mean he is taking a lot of heat. Even, the commentators, just... even the comment the sunday night football commentators were like questioning the decision like live on air yeah. and like at the time it was more shock value and i was kind of like yeah i guess they have a point but then as i'm like wake up the next morning thinking about it i'm like well you don't know yeah, like, yeah, you have to assume that the coach is trying to win the game. You I didn't have to feel like the that players are trying what, to win. I didn't feel that that's what lost them in any way, really. Like it You're wasn't, right. you know. Yeah, I don't know. Roger just Goodell make make so a play. Just stop the out. run. <laughs> no, the, the thing stop that the stopped run. it. The thing that stopped it is the drop passes from from. Uh, in my opinion, it was the drop passes from the Chargers in the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, when yeah. they were trying to when they were getting something going um, offensively. You know, um, we're trying to, especially early in the game, they're like Keenan Allen dropped a couple um, that, you know, that just uncharacteristic drop passes. And I'm never one to, I mean, I'm never one to really harp too much on, you know, the final minutes of a game as, as, as the reason why a team wins or loses. I look back at, okay, well, what happened on this drive? What happened on the second drive of the game? What happened on the what happened on the fifth drive of the game? First drive coming out of halftime after halftime. What happened on that drive? Mm-hmm. Um, why didn't they score points there? Um, last drive, uh, you know, midway through the third quarter. What happened on that drive? Why why didn't they score points there? Because if you if you play better then, then you, it never comes down to the last possession of the game. Yeah, you know, granted it did, and those plays now are under a microscope, and those plays now mean more. But that doesn't mean that it had to come down to those plays and other plays before then. Yeah, yeah are when you look back at it those plays now in the first quarter are just as important as the ones in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Very good point. Unless, of course, it's your decision to not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch four yards out. Then that's a pretty big screw up. And that's that's pretty big. That's how you yeah. become my best friend. <laughs> that's, a, that's, how you, that's how you become that's, that's how you become, thing. you know, the one and only head coach in Shane's Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll gets a Christmas card every year. Oh yeah, yeah. Pete, yeah, Pete, Car- Pete Carroll's up there. He, uh, yeah. Pete Carroll came to when I was getting recruited out of high school. Keep Pete Carroll came to uh, him and Steve Sarkeesian came to one of my practices. Um, it was actually a track practice because it was the off season or whatever. And the football team, our uh, my high school football team, they were doing their like spring ball stuff, so they were on the field. And I, but I was at, I was there, but I was on doing track stuff because it was track season. And then all of a sudden walk up Pete Carroll and Steve Sarkeesian. And like, I was like, Oh shit. And then I look over at like my teammates, my, my football teammates, not my track teammates. And everybody just like stopped and they're just like staring. <laughs> like even the coaches, they're just like, what is going on here? Why is Pete Carroll here? And, uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And then they came and they, they watched me, they watched me do a, go through my track workout because um, I was I was getting ready for state and what uh, event you do? Uh, for state I was just running the 100 okay uh, I didn't make it in the two and then our four by one team got bounced in the championship round before state what's your best so, 100 meter time uh 10 and four wow man so yeah. far. it's pretty then, slow uh, but you know <laughs> yeah that was my senior junior year Jesus I went to Christ. state. I went to state in the hundred junior year as well. Um, it was me and Javid Best were the only two juniors. Everybody else in the field of eight was uh, was senior. So it was me and him, uh, kind of racing for last place or second to last place. And uh, <laughs> he ended Did you up keep doing he, that in college. Uh, no, in co- he, uh, Javid didn't run track in college. Okay, I ran. I ran track for one year in college. It was it was just too much, and so um, yeah, and I wasn't able to because uh, there's spring ball, and so um, football season ended, and then so then I go over and start doing track, but at that point it's indoor season for track, and then uh, once outdoor season starts, you know it's it's a completely different training regiment, and during that time I had to go back to football for spring ball, right. so I lost four weeks of track practice because I was five weeks really because I was getting, cause I was in spring ball with football. And then after spring ball ended, I went back to track. And at that point they're midway through outdoor season. And so now I'm playing catch up and I've never really was able to like get down to the time that like I wanted to get down to like um, the times that I was running in high school. And so then I was like, this is just way too much. I had no free time. And um and yeah, there's some other things that happened, but long story short, I ended up just running one year uh, at Cal. Kind of but, a weird uh, question with running technique for when you're doing track, is that different to when you're playing American football? Cause of course they always talk about pad level being low, mm-hmm. trying to make sure your center of gravity is low. Of course, with track, you're not worried about that. You're trying right. to get long and long and big and trying to make as big a stride as you can. Right. So it's, um, as far as there's, there's certain things that, that transfer over. Um, I would say your get out, like your start, um, is very comparable. Um, being able to understand that you drive your drive phase, like you're down low. That's, that's like similar to a running back coming through a hole. 
uh, low pad level, but still gaining speed. Um, and then, the, and then the last correlation I would say, well, another correlation is turnover. Um, in track, you learn how to like turnover. You know, do you guys understand what turnover is? Okay. It's like how how fast can you get put one foot down and then get the other foot down? Okay, oh, okay. like you're yeah. you're turning your feet over at a higher clip. Okay. Um, and everyone's turnover is different based on their stride, uh, but more turnover is typically better uh, in track unless you're Usain Bolt, right? Yeah, and you're a freak. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, his turnover was actually extremely slow, but his strides were so big that his turnover matched his stride in a sense. Yeah. It was like 26 uh, strides for the whole 100 meters. I mean, stupid like that, I think. And everybody else was in like the 40s. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so for the other guys, turnover matters, right? Um, so I would say, you know, the start, the turnover, and then, you know, it, it rarely does it happen, but when you break into the open, um, yeah. receiver, running back, whatever, kick returner, then track kicks in to like take it the distance, take it to the house, understanding knees up, understanding form, keeping your form, not, you know, not losing your form when you get tired, understanding you know, cause you have to learn, like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that like, you have to learn how to run. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know what I mean? You would be surprised how many fast guys that I've seen that like have the worst form in the world, but they're fast. So nobody's ever changed it. And I look at it like you could be so much faster if you were more efficient. Yeah. Um, like Michael Johnson, like Michael running the outside of his feet. Like he did that the whole career. If he was on Yeah. A, yeah. 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 So, you know, so there, there's a few, there's a few correlations. And honestly, I, I like track um, because it wasn't football. Um, it was like a nice break mentally and you yeah. know, the track culture. There's, track there's nobody trying to beat you up while you do. Yeah. yeah. You've got to rely on anyone else handing the ball to you or catching a pass down the field. Yeah. It's, it's on you, you know? and that's it, isn't it? It's not contact, but it's still just as competitive. You know, yeah. I, I, I would get more nervous before track meets than I would before football games. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's just, just me. You. Yeah, it's just me, you know, and and, you know, especially in high school, you know, when everyone's expect, you know, I'm not trying to big myself up, but everyone's expecting me to win. You know, um, there's some more pressure on that. And I yeah. believe I expected myself to win as well. If, if you're if you're running 100 meters in around 10 seconds, Shane, you can big yourself up all you want with sprinting. <laughs> <don't worry> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. allowed. Uh, Charlie's fine. You know, and that, you know, this is a different topic, but uh, that's why, like, nowadays, like, it, you know, it goes back to, like, uh, kids in the UK getting put into these academies at a young age. One of my favorite parts about growing up is that I played three sports. My favorite part of high school is that I played three sports, you know, yeah. like, when football season, I was happy, fo- not happy, but I would be, yes, I was happy football season was over so I could go play basketball. I was happy basketball season was done so I could go run track. And then by the time track season's done, I'm ready to go play football again. Yeah, You know, and all those, you know, basketball, I mean, all those sports correlate in some way, shape or form to help you be a better athlete at the one sport that you want to be, that you want to continue playing after, you know, yeah, high school or whatever. But we're losing that now. People just, if I, if I only played football, I don't think I would have played in the NFL. Like, I think I would have been so burnt out. And so, yeah. like, over it that I've been like, F this, I, I you know, I'll yeah. just 
go be sell IT or some shit like that. It makes but it giving you your a... track would have made you faster. The basketball gives oh, you dead. better hand-eye coordination to catch the ball, which you're very good at. So you've got and all these win. transferable skills that come together. Yeah. And your yeah. and your wind, your wind, like you know, football shape is completely different from basketball shape, which is yeah. completely different from track shape. You know, and the more you do all three, you know, you're able to adapt to certain situations, to different situations that football, you know, gives you and track and and basketball, you know, it, but also I just liked it. It was just fun, man. I just, you know, different teammates, different teams, like it was fun, you know, different crowds. Um, Obviously, if you played, if you played basketball in college, you'd have been a hundred percent a tight end rather than a running back as well, because that's what happens to every single basketball player that goes into American (laughs) football. They all just become tight ends in the end anyway. So Uh, it could have been a slightly different career if you continue to have basketball a bit more. Or whenever I see a, uh, whenever I see a football player, that's like six, 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 seven. I'm like, and you're playing football. Never had a jumper. No jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason your six seven tall ass is playing football is because you can't hit a free throw. Like I guarantee you. <laughs> I mean, Shaq couldn't hit a free throw in fairness. Yeah, true. He's Shaq. You know, yeah. he's, he was you know, he's an anomaly. He's yeah. an anomaly. You know. Uh, yeah. Right, let's, let's rattle through these remaining oh, yeah, games. Okay. All right, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. No, 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 sorry for good. the tangent, boys. I, I get <laughs> fascinated. That's, no, that was interesting. I was loving just sitting back and uh, listening. So, so how much are the Chiefs going to beat the Steelers then, Shane? Uh, the, oh, uh, a lot. <laughs> They're going to whoop them. <laughs> it's, okay, it's so not going to be close. It's not going to be close. The spread is minus 13. Minus 13? Yeah. And the under-over is 46 and a half. Over and... 14, you said it's 13? 13, mm-hmm. yeah. Over and Chiefs cover. It's a fair okay. Yeah. I don't I don't see I haven't seen anything from from the Steelers this year that has, in the fourth quarter they'll do something, but they might be down 45 points at that point. Yeah. All right. So their their yeah. their de- defense isn't good. They're... Three yards a pass for Big Ben? What are we going over uh, under? <laughs> <laughs> What is is there a bet on that on his on like I don't think don't, you can find that we can't I'm get sure it here if you had fan jewel okay. you could probably find something like that but we wouldn't be able to find something I'd, I'd be willing so to take the under now. on it I'd be willing to take the under whatever it is <laughs> yeah whatever it is it's one we'll take the under all right okay we'll skip over the rest of that game then and then the Cardinals Rams which is a bit more spicy mm-hmm. so Cardinals four point underdogs yeah and over under forty nine and a half. Plus plus four for the Cardinals. Yeah. And 49 and a half. Yeah. This is a tough one. Games in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Games in LA. So Cardinals won in LA earlier this year. Mm-hmm. As of late, they've been inconsistent. JJ Watts coming back, which I think might give them a boost, like mentally. They really do a DeAndre Hopkins back there, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not happening, is it? No, I know. Uh, um, so Bring no D, so, so no D hop, which means that Jalen Ramsey is going to absolutely lock down. Um, which we'll call it either AJ Green or Christine Kirk. He'll 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 fly, he'll probably play both. Um, it's the playoffs. Rams have experience. Cardinals don't have playoff experience. I'm gonna take uh, Rams to cover. Okay. And I'll take 
the under. Yeah, I think the under's right on that. Rams haven't been that. Yeah, I was going to say they haven't awesome. been been yeah. that impressive really to finish the season either. Like they got some results, but they beat the Seahawks twenty ten. They yeah. beat the Vikings only by one score. They beat the Ravens by one point, and then they lost to the Forty ers So they didn't finish. No. I worked out why Matt Stafford is, I don't know. Uh, has been throwing all these interceptions this year as well. <clears throat> okay, you know that's it, how does how I don't know this answer, but how did his interceptions compare this year to like his best year and or his other years? Is it is it significantly more interceptions? It I don't is, know. He was always playing from behind, wasn't he? So he probably did throw a lot with the Lions. I think the key yeah, for me is that it's actually though. not that much higher than kind of the league average at the moment as well of like good quarterbacks which is interesting. There are only a couple of QBs that haven't thrown more than 10 interceptions this year. And it's Kirk Cousins and uh, Aaron Rodgers on like seven and four apiece. Okay. But uh, (laughs) So you know vaccine theory works out quite nicely. Well, exactly. This is is why Matt Stafford has been throwing all these interceptions. If you're a quarterback with a vaccine, you're throwing picks all over the place. If you're unvaccinated, I'm telling you, you're throwing straighter, more accurate footballs, and that's going to pay off in the playoffs, I tell you. He has thrown 40. He's thrown 41 touchdowns this year, though. So if you throw that many touchdowns, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, your interceptions tend to go up. This is the worst interception year for Matt Stafford since 2013 when he threw 19 interceptions. But the best touchdown year since 2011, where he got 41 as well. So I don't know. Yeah, but 41 was in 16 games rather than 17 as well. Let's not forget that. All right. All right, Jess. To complete your bet, Shane, that you've got odds of one thousand five hundred eighty-three pounds to one. Oh, okay. So I'm going to put six pound twenty-five on it if I win. Oh, Jazz, can it's ten grand? Jazz, can if, I just give you, you two quid? If. Perfect. Huh? Yeah, I'll yeah. just give you two quid. I'm not going to put it in on my phone, but if you put yeah, do you want to bump that up uh, by? Sorry, a, just a make pound. it ten. I'm, I'm a, a I'm a tight ass. So ten twenty-five. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a pound on it. We'll we'll just do the. This is Shane's the Shane part part. weekend bet. Do we okay? What's the deal with the money though? Do we have to spend all of it on tequila in honor of Shane, or is that it's all right? Just just buy one bottle of nice tequila, <laughs> okay, and, and, and a the thousand rest... pound bottle, or yeah, fly yeah. to Colorado and go to the place that Shane's wife went to and get that. One. <laughs> if, yeah, if you guys ever come uh, to the states, I, I I will greet you with with uh, with quite the care package. Uh, uh, <laughs> if we, uh, yeah. Flights to Colorado. Then. Yeah. If we put enough money on this, we could just First buy the Denver one. Broncos. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, what was that, 30 million bet? Yeah, we That's just need to go to Caesars, yeah. 30 that million or enough. so. Yeah. yeah, Just got to hit a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that's going to be interesting, though, for the whole like head coach aspect in Denver as well yeah. with that, with like new owners potentially coming in and... Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're gonna do. They're not gonna do anything without a quarterback. So no, yeah, you know, no. I also, it's very strange. Denver paying Cortland Sutton as much as they're paying him, as well as paying Tim Patrick as much as they're paying him. Having two receivers like that and having Jerry Judy coming up for his contract in a couple of years means there yeah. won't be enough money in the pot for all three of them. I know, right? And you've got right. a great tight end in Noah Fant there as well. Yeah, yep. they've yep. got pieces in Denver. Yeah, they do. They do have yeah, their pieces. defense is okay as well. Like, yeah. I, I like yeah. Williams too. Yeah, yeah, Javante Williams is a decent uh, player. Patrick Satan yeah. looks awesome. They should go all out and yeah. get Russell Wilson or something and try and they, just see what happens. They need to team. go all out and get Russell Wilson. That's exactly what they yeah. need to do. Yeah. They need to get Russell Wilson. Um, who else could they? They'll probably I mean, just uh, not listen to any of that and just draft uh, 
a QB in the first round and he'll be terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> They'll be like, we got it right this time. No more Drew Locks. I don't know if there's a sport quite like football where the first pick or the first round draft pick is like so overhyped. Oh, you know, it, it's so. It, it's, we say this every year. It's so it's much so of a lottery. Over. You just don't know what because you, you know the ones you get in the sixth, sixth or seventh round could turn out to be your superstars. Right, and they, you know, and a a roster is made by fourth, fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. That's mm. that's the roster. That's your special teams. That's your backups on defense and offense. Yeah. On you know, on certain there's more defensively than offensively the late round picks, but like that's your team. Like that, that's, that's like the heartbeat in a sense it are those late round picks. Cause you get so many more of them. And those are the guys that, you know, they get more reps, especially in special teams. Uh, Cause they got to make the team, yeah. you know, the first, the first round pick, you know, like, you know, depending on, depending on the coaching staff, they don't really push them too much, you know, well, that's some coaches, some coaches do, but the weird thing yeah. of like a first round pick comes in with, they've got the pressure of being a first round pick, but they've also got the ego almost of being like a first round pick as well. Like, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. first round number one, like I'm in. And because yeah. I'm in at such a high level, I've been, it shows my importance that you guys need me. Whereas, yeah. you know, somebody who's drafted six is going to have to fight yeah. tooth and nail for their roster. But I will say the guy, the first round picks that come in with that mentality don't last long. Yeah, yeah, um, like like Jamarcus you know, Russell. Yeah, you know, there, I mean, you could go down the list. There's, there's a lot yeah, of them. There's a lot. But the, but the first round picks that are that don't come in with the ego, because um, a lot of a lot of a lot of guys who were really good in college, it's interesting. You always like during camp, you'll see that moment. You'll see that look on their face where they're like, "Oh shit, everyone's good." this isn't that easy yeah 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 it's like you know you'll be a first round draft pick and you're uh, lined up next to you don't even know but the guy's been in the league for four years and he just whoops your ass yeah you yeah. know and you're like what what and every every you know every high round draft i had that moment uh, every high round draft pick what was that, that moment that for moment. you um was he getting I, hit by one of the linebackers uh no um because i learned because i've always been like a smaller guy even when i was younger so i learned how to like get out of the way of hits and stuff like that um for me it was the speed for me uh i had a run play um i think it was like my second practice with new england first or second and i had a run play and there was nothing inside so i bounced it Mm -hmm. and like i'm like oh let's you know i'll just bounce it and outrun everybody uh, the defensive end caught me. So um, <laughs> that's a, that's a baptism, and, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, not only that, but then like if he didn't catch me, then like uh, the outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, was he there. was coming right there. As and well. then um, and then there was a safety or corner that was filling the outside, and I'm like, <laughs> how are they here already? Like, wow. <laughs> you know, um, but you learn. It doesn't take long. You know, it doesn't take long to to figure that shit out. That everybody's fast everybody's strong everybody's smart everybody can change directions on a dime you know and that's yeah. why they're there you know so i wish it was one of the big crits- vince wilfork blocking out the sun as you run into him in practice <laughs> or something and it's like um, I, I look <laughs> this is this is when what I, it's like yeah with rookies in new england you gotta do a lot of scout teams so i was i pretended to be like um 
I took pride in it too, but I would be like, uh, if we were playing the Eagles, I was a uh, shady McCoy, you know? Yeah, so cool. like I would, I would. Run one like hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did. Yeah. I did everything, you know, yeah. cause we would have scout team meetings. So I would like watch and like, I would mimic their touchdown celebrations if I scored and you know, like I did everything. <laughs> Like my job, you know, as a scout team running back was to like mimic the the running back that they're going up against. And uh, I had a lot of fun with it and I took pride in it, but I avoided uh, Vince Wilfork every single time I touched the ball. <laughs> every every yeah, I don't, single I don't time. think their running back's probably going to run towards him. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm definitely no, I'm not, I'm not oh, doing that. Man. No, I can't no, imagine I'm that not, guy I'm not, I'm not doing rolling that. on you. Is there ever weeks in practice He's where so the big. scout team just dominates? Mm-hmm. Uh, not not weeks, but like there's days where like the scout team will just have their way. Really? Yeah, and it it could like a lot of it is you know I, I don't know maybe it's late in the season and the, the the guys on the first team defense are tired and they're sore and they don't really feel like practicing that day or okay or their or their calls they're not getting their calls in right and, and you know that's what practice for is to oh, yeah. to figure figure all that stuff out. I mean, there's been plenty of days where. You know the the scout team defense whoops our ass when when we were you know, um and, and that leads to like a lot of yelling and clipboards yeah. and and coaches and players fighting and the hoods going up. Hoods, oh no, <laughs> Bill would just sit back and watch it all. And all right, laugh okay, and laugh. <laughs> well, good, you know, excellent. It's yeah. coming well, to that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like Mr. Burns, Emperor Palpatine's voice. That yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. You had some character. I'm just looking at that, that roster of your first year in New England. There's some characters in there, mm-hmm. like Vince Wilford, Patrick Chung's really cool. Uh, obviously yeah. Brady, Kevin Falk, Chad Ochocinco. I mean, Ocho. <laughs> is Chung retired now? Is he still yeah. playing? No, no, he's been retired. He's okay. been retired. That that was his last year, uh, 2011. Mm. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of somebody else on the Patriots that maybe they're still around. I'll try and find them. Okay. What a, what a great me. ending to the podcast. Dave. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let that be the end. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap on that. Don't worry. We'll leave it on that. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you do. Jazz, do you want to tell me uh, your odds for your bet then? Oh, I got 85 to one. So I had, Whoa. mine was Raiders plus five and a half. Bills to cover the minus four, okay. Eagles to keep it close at plus eight and a half, 49ers yeah. to beat the Cowboys. I took the over in the Steelers Chiefs because I could still see a backdoor cover somehow, and the Cardinals to beat the Rams. Yeah, 80, 86 to one, really. Wow. I only got 18 to one. The, well, you're only allowed one. So bet, boring. So only, safe. So aren't, safe. Aren't you just doing so one? boring. So boring. Yeah, I've got Bengals, Bills, Eagles spread, eight and a half. 49ers, Chiefs, Rams. That is boring, isn't it? Yeah. But it's going to win. So whatever. I mean, that was pretty much just the favourites in every game. So Nah. Yeah. Nah. Maybe not one. Yeah. All money is good money, I guess. Yeah. How long do you have to keep that Mike Evans jersey up for? Forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> until he stops getting 1,000-yard seasons. Which yeah. Oh, okay. So, so until, until he retires, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like, I find it really funny that Jazz bought me that. So I, I think I'll just keep up forever. Yeah. Until David yeah. admits that Julio Jones is not as good a receiver as Mike Evans, then then we can take it down. Till that day, he's got to keep it up. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Oh, last question I have for you guys. Uh, MVP, who do you like? Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I don't see where else it can go. But loads of people are saying Cooper it should go Cup? to Brady. I think it should be Cup. Because I of think it should be Cooper Cup. Value, yeah. But I think it'll end up being Rodgers. And the only reason I just Rodgers think, doesn't get it is because of I just think Rodgers... Vaccine gate. How many... He's only thrown like five interceptions this year, which is just so four. ridiculous. Yeah, four. Number one seed. So like... Yeah, I think just give it to Rodgers again. Should have been Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry doesn't get injured when he does, he probably runs for 2,000. Titans wrap up that one seed in the AFC weeks before the end of the season. And he would be the MVP. Because everyone's talking about Jonathan Taylor for a while as MVP candidate. Well, do you think if Taylor had like won the Colts that game against the Jags and put up 200 yards or something, that might have been enough for him? Still to don't go. think he would have been enough. I don't know about that, but I definitely think he... 100% lost his ability to be in the conversation from that game. Oh, yeah. 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 Nobody's talking about that now. Absolutely but I think that no one talks about him that much if Derrick Henry carries on the season that he'd started. Because when he went out in week nine or wherever it was, it took, I think, four more games before anyone caught up to his number of yards. Yeah. And he's still in the top 10 of rushing yards and didn't play half the season. So, granted, you can't talk about players who've been injured, but I think the only person that would have had a chance to run for it that wasn't a quarterback this year would have been him if he hadn't got injured. Go, yeah. Uh huh. What about you, yeah, Shane? That's fair. MVP. You think Cooper Cup? I think it should be Cooper Cup. I I, I think it would be good for the NFL um, if it is Cooper Cup. The re- the reason and the reason why is because um, I think his Brady Rogers had great years. Um, but we haven't seen a receiver do what Cooper Cup has in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. That's true. And like it, I think that I think that not the shock value, but I think that the um the impact that Cooper Cup has had this year on the league um needs to be recognized. Um, yeah. you know, and get and give it to somebody that's not a quarterback for what like for a little agreed. Bro. Yeah, Absolutely. the Heisman, the MVP, like it's always going to a quarterback, and I get it, but this year, there's actually somebody from a different position that nobody was expecting to have the year that they had. Um, you know, Off Molly. The- Ollie was saying at the start of the year, Stafford and Cup will be the best thing ever. Yeah. And Stafford for MVP. Yeah, that was his right, yeah. starting cup in, thing. Yeah. Cup in my rookie, right. cup in his rookie year, I caught on to early and was like, this guy's an absolute boss of a receiver. Yeah, yeah. Class, yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's just escalated. <laughs> to do the triple header, receptions, yards, and TDs is impressive. That's yeah, and that's I, why I mean, and that's why Matt Stafford should probably be the MVP because you know he he gave the ball no, to stop stop stop, <laughs> stop 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 Don't but do in this some way. ways with Cooper Cup though do you reckon because the Rams season was not as good as everyone thought it was going to be because when they trade for Von Miller you think well they're going to go on and just dominate every game now and they're going to wrap up that one seed without much trouble. And then they didn't, and they've lost several games when you, are, you could argue they shouldn't have lost them. Uh-huh. Mm. So if they have a team that rolls over the opponents like we thought they might have done, it's easy to make that kind of argument for yeah. a Rams player to be MVP. But I think if they'd rolled over opponents like that, it could have brought Stafford into the conversation. That's true. So actually, it makes Cup's ability to achieve what he's done this year in a team that hasn't been dominating everybody look even more yeah. special. Yeah, well, because he hasn't had, like, you wouldn't say, even if you're a real Stafford fan, you wouldn't say he's a top five quarterback this year. I wouldn't say. It's like Rodgers, Brady, Burroughs probably creeping in there, Allen maybe. Like, it's not, where would he sit? He'd be like, he'd be like eight or something. Oh, go wash your mouth now, mate. (laughs) 
the, the guy threw under 10 interceptions this year. There's not many QBs. Because he only threw it more 15 games. times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Nine of them went into defensive hands. Yeah, okay. I get that. It's not a great ratio, <laughs> but the stats don't lie. Yeah, I uh, think yeah, mm. I think it's it's going to end up being Rogers. The thing for me with the MVP is it should be are you the most valuable player for your team? And if they took you out of your team, how good would that team be? And I get like obviously it's easier to make that case with a quarterback because that's the most valuable player on the pitch. But as I said all year, and I said it a few weeks ago when I brought up the Cooper Cup for MVP thing on the podcast, if you took Cup out of the Rams, yeah. that offense is decimated completely it's dead yeah. yeah so yeah. he is without a doubt the most valuable player in that team and he's the reason why they've got into the playoffs this year and the numbers kind of stack yeah. up as well for a bit of NFL the thing is you, you have offensive player of the year right so yeah. like that tends to go to a cooper Cup or a michael thomas or like whoever's dominated that year at the skill position so it's not like these guys don't get recognized no but if we so i don't know if you need to like if we're having an MVP, know. that doesn't mean the best quarterback in the league. Otherwise, but, we should just have are, a quarterback it, league. We should yeah, just have a quarterback is, award. Let's not say know MVP. That it, yeah, but you know that there, it is the most valuable position and it's very hard to win games without a good quarterback. So, For sure. Um, I don't know. Tough. Who's your uh, pick for the Super Bowl, Shane? Just before we let you go. Who do you think is playing in it? Who makes it and who wins? Okay. I think uh, Green Bay makes it from the NFC. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to say Kansas City, but uh, I don't know, man. Green Bay, Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, everybody, we got you got to beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Unless you're Tennessee. That's Number true. one C. All roads run through Nashville. And the trouble with the Packers is they're going to have to beat the 49ers. And the 49ers like to run all over everyone. And the Packers yeah. run D is not as good as it should be. Yeah. But the 49ers, I don't know. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl, though. Are they? <laughs> uh, I like... That's um, the question. I like... Because what kind of tech Derek Henry are we going to see? Is he going to be like refreshed? He should be fully healthy. He's had ten weeks recovery and rehab plus the extra bye week. Well, if he could well, have played the last week, seed. and yeah, so he had last week off, and he's going to have this week off. So he's had all the time he needs off from surgery before he could have started to play again. So he's had all the time to recover in theory. Green Bay, Tennessee in the Super Bowl. And Who would you take to win that? Green Bay. Okay. Well, yeah, at so. least at least whatever happens this weekend, your bet is going to be alive for a, another week then. So yeah, because I picked the two, uh, the two <laughs> one seeds. Because <laughs> I'm going to because I'm so bad at picking stuff. I'll just pick two teams that will both get eliminated this weekend. That's yeah. that's my style. Mm-hmm. That's how I. Well, do my the prediction. Falcons didn't make the playoffs, so that's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't you can't you can't pick them. So can I not still? It's <laughs> <laughs> not possible, is it? Last week, Shane, I was telling the boys that if you get picked as the MVP or you awarded the MVP the night before the Super Bowl and you're playing in the Super Bowl, you don't win it because no player has done that since Kurt Warner in 99. So if your prediction comes true with the Packers and the Titans, 
and Rogers becomes the MVP. I know you're not a betting man, but put your money on Tennessee because oh, they're going to win. Tennessee, okay, got it. I think Tennessee could win that game, though. So do I. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I think they win any game. Yeah. I really do. I really do, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm really excited for this playoffs. I'm excited yeah. that that yeah. five there's five matchups this weekend of teams that have already played again, yeah. played against each other this year. You know? I feel so lucky that the Saturday game is a good one. Bengals Raiders because that yeah. is a really fun one to drink to and like enjoy on yeah. a Saturday night. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can really relax into that. And there's no stakes for me. Like, I don't care who wins yeah. and stuff. Right, I just, right, I just right. Want, I just want it to be fun. It's not Neutrality teams I don't like and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be good. Thank you.